Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. Another episode of SNTR Gaming News, our afternoon show. We are going to be covering a Star Wars Eclipse update. Not looking good. There's multiple layers of problems here, and I'm going to be walking through all those issues. Uh, And we usually do it in a little segment just like this, and then the live stream continues for about three hours after that. So I want to walk through the actual challenges in the early stages, the engine problems, staffing problems, as well as the public's perception problems. People are not too happy about it, and we're also doing a live redirect to bring people over from the previous stream. Hit live, hit subscribe and the bell button if you like these types of uh, live shows. This is an SNTR update. Star Wars Eclipse has only recently been announced and already information coming out that the game could be in trouble. For fans of Star Wars, this is not something that we wanted to hear. If you like these quick SNTR updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. Or if you like live streams, check out SNTR Gaming, where I stream this recording live and then discuss it with the audience. So I'm going to break this down into a couple of parts. There's the early stages, there's the engine troubles, there's staffing problems, and then there's problems with the public. So, early stages. I'm going to be pulling from an article from The Gamer. Eclipse's development started back in 2013 when it was nicknamed Project Karma. It was intended to be a, quote, massive multi-planetary space title where the player would explore the far-fetched reaches of the galaxy. Sony rejected the title in favor of Detroit Become Human, as the company felt Karma was too ambitious. After that, in 2020, the studio used the shelved concept to a new Star Wars game to LucasArts and was finally approved. After Detroit launch, Quantic Dreams pursued some form of acquisition to get more resources for Eclipse, but its troubled history didn't go well with the potential buyers. So these are the early problems that the game faced. It got rejected, then it gets picked up again, and now they need buyers, they need funding, and they were struggling to get that. This is sort of before we even get to what I'm about to talk about, which is the engine trouble, so the game engine itself. Again, borrowing from the Gamer article about this, thegamer.com. Shortly after Star Wars Eclipse had started pre-production under the codename Solstice, the studio began facing massive problems with its internal engine, primarily aimed for cinematic stories, like Detroit Become Human. Its architecture was designed for confined levels and a limited amount of NPCs. Eclipse is believed to be an open-world action-oriented game, and the studio wants Eclipse to be its first-ever title with multiplayer, which which presents additional problems. Like, if you've played Detroit Become Human, it's very trimmed down, slimmed down. I mean, it's 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 on rails in some cases. It's set pieces that are sort of predetermined. Not a lot of NPCs. And it's more cinematic in nature. You know, dialogue trees and whatnot. We've seen with other games like Anthem that choosing the wrong engine can be to your peril. And hopefully, they're able to either pick a different engine or adapt this one accordingly because this game looks promising, but this doesn't sound very good. They're also having staffing problems, again, pulling from the gamer. The studio is having staffing problems due to past allegations of an abusive workplace culture. There are over 60 open job positions available at Quantum Dream Paris. In light of recent news about Blizzard Activision or even Bungie, nobody wants to see this true of their developer or a project that they're anticipating. Whether it's toxic work culture or people quitting or leaving, uh, Blizzard Activision still going through their lawsuit. Bungie pretty much paid everybody to be quiet, but they're still sort of dealing with toxic work culture and retaliation culture. And now we see with Quantic Dream, they had an exodus and they, they, they can't seem to fill the space. Add into this the public problems. More from the gamer. 
Star Wars fans are already protesting against the upcoming game. They're calling for the complete boycott of the title, and they demand that LucasArts ends its partnership with Quantic Dream. So, this is basically our only response these days to things that we don't like or to public claims that maybe we never really double-check or allow for investigations. We just sort of jump to conclusions. This is why the Blizzard Activision case is so important, because it's been ongoing for two to three years. Most of these companies should undergo that as opposed to just believing what people say publicly that's a dangerous route to take a lot of times it could be disgruntled employees or just bad employees that want to make up you know stories or or things that aren't credible and so these sorts of things should be looked into but the public right now doesn't really care they're like no there were instances or claims made about abuse and people left the company therefore star wars shouldn't be in their hands LucasArts should uh, should end the relationship this is what the public is calling for we'll see how this turns out if the engine trouble staffing trouble and the public trouble ends up making Eclipse never really launch which ironically because of the name it might be eclipsed by all the problems as always if you like these SNTR updates you can watch me live on SNTR Gaming I might be live right now and as always hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next one I'll see the rest of you right now. Obviously, that not a good, not a good look uh, for Star Wars at, at all. To, to Star Wars Eclipse to already have, uh, you know, rumors of trouble uh, on the horizon. Uh, let me make sure and get my tweets sent out. Star Wars Eclipse. Uh, let's see here. Leaks. Uh, leaks show problems live, and uh, you know th- this. This is a game that kind of wowed everybody at the Game Awards, um, and everyone was sort of excited because it, it we we we've been sort of waiting for uh, for a game like this, you know, to really deliver on a great Star Wars game, and in 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 light of all those things, you know, it, you you hope that a game like this can kind of get off the ground because. Um, we aside from Jedi Fallen Order, we, we haven't gotten a whole lot of uh, of of great titles as of late from Star Wars. It's it's been sort of a, you know, either you play something that's like ten years old, or you don't play anything at all. Uh, that's generally how it it uh, it seems to go. And we, I want the game to be amazing. I I, I love Star Wars, and I, as soon as I saw the trailer, I saw the trailer leaked before anything official was stated and I was extremely excited I was like this thing looks very uh, very very promising I actually think we're going to get a little controversial today I want to get your guys uh, opinions on this Um, um, let's see here let me get you a poll Thank you so much, uh, Jamer. My interest died when I saw Quantic on it. Don't they don't make my type of games? Tbh. All right, let's do this. Okay. Should uh, Lucas Arts uh, hand Star Wars Eclipse to another developer? Right. Yes or no? Yes or no? Are you like pro? No, you know, Quantic Quantic Dream should not have this property in light of the, you know, the claims or the allegations or um, Squadrons was okay, but I mean, if you don't like flying, there's nothing there for you. Um, should LucasArts hand Star Wars Eclipse to another developer? Yes or no? Curious what you guys think. Um, I don't even know if the claims uh, your redirect sent me to your Diablo stream instead. Kind of weird. That is weird. 
I don't even know, were the claims against the company, were they ever substantiated? Was there any kind of an investigation? What, or was it just people being like, yeah, Quant- Quantic Dreams is bad and they've done bad stuff, right? What type of game is this? The rumors are that it's meant to be open world action adventure, which again, you know, many people are like, well, Quantic Dream made Detroit become human and that's not necessarily the type of game that we would want out of a Star Wars game, right? On rails, decision making, dialogue tree. I don't think it's going to be that kind of a game. You think EA should handle it? At this stage, no, says Reese. There are not, the monopoly on EA making Star Wars games uh, has to stop. Um, man, I tell you, Jedi Fallen Order was so good. I, you know, we're obviously, I'm obviously hoping for a sequel from that one. I, I think it could be exceptional. But at the same time, an open world. We, we talked about Star Wars The Old Republic. Star Wars Eclipse release date is unknown we don't there's no star wars eclipse gameplay that's even viewable right now we don't even know like if the engine has a a a build good enough to show the public you know so it's like i don't i don't know We, we we have no idea where star wars eclipse we don't know where it is right now it's 18 months in but we don't know to what degree it's been built out i voted no just because there's some bad apples they're not uh but that's not everyone should be punished this is such a dilemma right now with boycotting of video games. Um, I've, I've, I've basically couched it in this way. Oh, well, you know, all this terrible stuff at Blizzard Activision or all this terrible stuff at Bungie. And, you know, you're going you're gonna to boycott. And it's like, well, it's, the, it's the only thing these companies understand. And I'm like, okay, okay. There's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. But there's other truths to be considered. Consider these truths. Boycotting the game doesn't hurt the people that did wrong. Uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have any effect on the people who who were guilty. It primarily magnifies damage on people who had nothing to do with it. Now that doesn't mean you still. That doesn't mean you don't boycott. I'm just saying there's more truths to be considered than just one truth of like, well, that's the only thing that communicates anything to these people is to not buy. You know, to shop with our to, to speak with our wallets, as it were. You're right. You're right. But we have to question the potency of that. How effective is that? If everybody boycotts Star Wars Eclipse because of things that we heard about, um, you know, allegations at the company, have they been vetted? Are they credible? Have they been investigated? You think me not buying their game is going to hurt them? There are forms of justice? Sure. Boycotting work for Star Wars Battlefront? I wouldn't say boycotting work for Star Wars Battlefront. I think brigading and hurting the PR worked. The game wasn't out yet. The threat, let's say it another way. You're right, Robert. The threat of boycott worked. Sure. However, there's a giant difference, Robert, between me saying, your pricing structure is so bad, I'm not buying. Because that's what was going on with Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront 2, I believe it was, is the one that had such an abhorrent pricing structure with respect to, like, microtransactions that people were immediately like, do not buy this game, do not support this game. And that's a sort of business judgment of, like, oh, no, it's going to hurt our bottom line. We had this pricing structure. It's not going to work. The fans and the would-be purchasers are all basically saying no. That's not the same as, like, uh, allegations. You know what I mean? I think redirect channels might be active. The premiere acted like it would let me redirect to gaming. Oh, really? I wonder if I can 
redirect to you. If I go in right now into customization and hit, I can only do your videos. Um, yeah, I can't redirect to other videos yet. I can't. Um, that's interesting. We should. We 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 have a really good premiere today. Uh, the the highest, the biggest purple uh, streamer has been revealed, and I argue why YouTube uh, should be going after him. Um, it's 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 a very good video. I think it's. I'm I'm very excited at these this type of content hitting that channel. So hopefully you guys are around for that later. I'd rather buy a game from a criminal than a rubbish game from a saint. It still comes down to the quality of the game for me. I'm not defending the rumors. It just works. Yeah, no, you're right, Robert. It has its place. I, I definitely think, but there's a categorical difference in my mind. There's a categorical difference between like Star Wars Eclipse. If they had all this microtransactions pre-order, you know, if it had a bunch of bunk and a bunch of nonsense, I could see people being like, I'm not supporting that, right? I'm not supporting that. Okay. But like, oh, I heard stories of misconduct at the company. Okay. Were they vetted? Are they credible? Is it rumor? Is it gossip? Was it disgruntled employees? Were they mismanaged? And is are those managers now gone? Was there a ruthless CEO? Were there ruthless project managers that made life hell? And are they are they gone? Like, what do we know? Do we do we know anything? Is my question. I don't know how much we know, how much was proven, how much is credible. In this day and age, based on my own history as, as, as someone both viewed by and supported by people in the public, I would in these situations, I'm never jumping to a conclusion. I'm like, no, let's look at the claims. Are they credible? Were they proven? You know, and if they were, what's been done since? You know, negativity drives, you know, engagement. So how many people made videos and articles and, and, and got clicks because they went with a negative press, but nobody's doing a follow-up on, did the company do anything since? Was there an investigation? Was any of this proven? Why is 18 months a big deal? It was over a year from the Hellblade 2 trailer to the announcement, and they had just entered full production, and then another year before we saw anything. Yeah, I don't think we need to see anything after 18 months. That is very early in the life cycle. Do people have that long-term memory? When the allegations are found true or not, it'll be a year or two, and that's when actions matter, not now. Is it even being investigated, though, Panoptic? If you guys are just tuning in, we're discussing Star Wars Eclipse update about the basically the the engine trouble, uh, early trouble when they were just trying to get the IP off the ground, and then they're having staffing trouble and both and public perception trouble. Uh, folks calling for people to boycott the game until LucasArts hands it to somebody else. It's a 50-50 shot right now with the audience. Do you think LucasArts should hand this franchise, should hand this game? to another developer in light of the things that have come out think about the poor company with the voting machines somebody told a lie on them and pretty much tanked them yeah we're not talking about that Uh, aren't massive making an open world Star Wars game I'm not actually sure who's making the open world Star Wars game was it Respawn Disney has hilariously ruined Star Wars I think it's I think it's going to make a comeback I think between Mando and Ahsoka and um, uh, Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, I actually think they're going to fix a lot of that stuff. I'm, I'm, de- I'm dead serious. I think Obi-Wan with Hayden Christensen coming back as Anakin, I think they're going to redeem those character arcs because they're in a shambles from the prequels, that's for sure. And the movies can be laid at one person's feet, you know, not all of Disney. 
they've done much better treatment of the IPs recently by handing things over to Favreau, you know, and letting him kind of, him and, uh, what is it, uh, Filoni, just let them handle everything. Open World Star Wars is a Ubisoft project. That's right, that's right. The Division Studio announced they're making a Star Wars title. Okay, okay. UB Massive is the one making the Open World Star Wars game. Star Wars Eclipse was supposed to be like an open world RPG action adventure, so... Mando's not that good, and I can prove it. You're not going to prove it to me. I, I've I've loved it. I cannot be swayed. That is a wasted effort. Yeah, that is a wasted effort. I had plenty of people trying to make criticisms of Mando, and I was like, no, I thought it was great. You can't. You you won't win. The force is strong with that with that with Mando. <laughs> I bet I could. You. It's a tall order. It's a tall order. I put it up there with. I put it up there. It's like. Empire and Rogue One, and then Mando. That's 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 where I place it in the grand scheme of things. So you you got it's a tall order. Eclipse is described as a narrative-based game. I thought from the Detroit Become Human devs. I've not seen it described as a narrative-based game. I've seen it described as open-world action RPG. You know, uh, I've seen it described as that. I know that's what they specialize in, Sven. But we're, it, I, I, you must not you must have missed it. So from the gamer. Shortly after Star Wars Eclipse had started pre-production under the codename Solstice, the studio began facing massive problems with its internal engine, primarily aimed for cinematic stories. Its architecture was designed for defined levels and a limited amount of NPCs. Eclipse is believed to be an open-world action-oriented game, and the studio wants Eclipse to be its first ever title with multiplayer. So the engine and the developer, you are correct in where they land, but it seems they're wanting to build something else. That's that's the issue. Now, if this leak is completely false and they're building a, a Detroit Become Human style Star Wars game, then we're talking about nothing then, right? So it is true that that's their engine and that's their expertise, but it seems from the the the, the, the leaks and sort of the the, the 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 credible sources that they're aimed at doing something different and this they're 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 having trouble check now all right hang on a second i'm gonna do it on the back end instead of the front end because the the live dashboard is uh um approved users sntr presents yeah but that wouldn't affect where i could send it had to be the other way around would it not approving presents isn't going to affect uh what i can do over here no your videos now i could try I, I could try and just put that hyperlink in and see what happens. Um, let's see. Gaming would need to be an approved user over there. Yeah, I paste it in and nothing. Nothing. It doesn't give me the option. That's going to be such a great feature when we get it, though. That's for sure. Already had a gaming to presents. Yeah, then it, so it's still not possible. It's going to be possible very soon, it seems. Um, I really don't know that Massive Studios should or should not be making Star Wars Eclipse. At the very least, Massive should be focused on the day after tomorrow. No, Massive's not making Eclipse. Uh, d- d- um, Quant- Quantic Dream Paris is working on Star Wars Eclipse. It doesn't matter the game. You can't really hand it to another dev. You'd scrap. You'd have to scrap it and start over. Oh, for sure. You'd have to basically say scrap it, start over, and you know maybe even build it in a different engine. You're, you're talking about you're talking about a pretty significant, pretty significant change. 
I don't think they should hand it over at all. I, I just people are boycotting, boycott, boycott, whatever. It added it added it while you were alive. We'll try after the show. Okay. Well, hang on a second. I'm curious about something because now you've you've got my you've got my my interest uh, peaked here. I want to see something. Um, I'm gonna go into this premiere and I'm gonna edit it and I want to see what you're seeing. So if I go to edit premiere and I go to add a redirect, it still just says your videos. Yeah, it still just says your videos, even on the actual premiere itself. Um, Yeah, it says right here, creature, ask channels to add you to their live redirect list in community settings. So it's going to be under some other setting called the live redirect list, which currently doesn't exist. There's moderators, approved users, hidden users, blocked links, and blocked words. So there's going to be something new there that's presently not there. It literally says it. It says, it says the live redirect list. So it's going to, I wonder if it's going to be like its own, its own setting, like its own, its own field that you can go in and put because presently there isn't anything there for it. It gave me a prompt, but presents wasn't added when I dismissed it. Oh, you actually had a prompt. Okay. Well, I've never seen a prompt when I schedule a live stream. So right now it might just be in the premieres flow. It's just Twitter doing the boycott BS and Twitter isn't really, uh, isn't real. So ignoring them will work better. Wasn't massive. The developers of the division also making a star Wars game. Yes, they are. They're making a star Wars open world game from from what we have heard Battlefront is such an easy dunk and they still mess it up sure EA should not be allowed to touch another Star Wars ever again yeah hopefully hopefully in light of what they did with Battlefront can we get our first six uh, um, our first hundred likes we only need 16 more likes to get our first 100 likes make sure and take the poll in chat people are calling for LucasArts to have Star Wars Eclipse handed off to another developer um Okay, so Quantic Dream loses its libel suit over abuse claims, but it wins another. So this thing is actually still... Is is it still ongoing, uh, Wheezy? The French studio won one of its two libel suits, but does it prove anything? Right. It's it's hard to know until it all until it all finishes. Folks in chat saying Battlefront 2 is in a great spot now, but it took a couple of years to get there. So that is indeed a question. You know, it's so it's such low fruit low hanging fruit take battlefield make it star wars how do you mess that up <laughs> this is true this is true Weezy says it's pretty nasty stuff that they've been accused of 
too long didn't read a few newspapers did a col- uh, a collaborative effort to report on uh, the two big isms that refer to you know race and sex and weird photoshopping okay reading article about the top rated movies in 2021 black black widow still at 79% and has the description of a fabulous director and two awesome stars battle their way through a wonky script there's never been a more accurate review of a movie <laughs> I love Battlefront 2, but the loot box issue was a problem. Dustin says, Star Wars EA games is just a bad idea either way with paywalls in Battlefront and one, uh, from 1 and 2. Also, EA Star Wars fighter fame had the worst flying control of all the flying games. I was mostly turned off by the third-person perspective, says Robert Jones. Winning a libel suit's a big deal, right? It's hard to prove. Oh, it's extremely hard to prove. It's why I was... It's why uh, my my lawyer encouraged me not to do it. He encouraged me not to. He was like, "It's extremely expensive, and they are the hard. They're some of the hardest cases to win." Don't misunderstand. I love it too. Doesn't mean that uh, they didn't mess it up. Oh yeah, for sure. Even if they make it better, like playing No Man's Sky right now, it's super awesome and super fun. But the launch was a disaster. You know, just because it's good now doesn't mean the launch wasn't a disaster. <laughs> You know? So, if you're new and just tuning in for information about Star Wars Eclipse update, we walked through early stages that they've been facing challenges, challenges with their engine, challenges with staffing, uh, Quantic Dream, I guess, allegations are still sort of up in the air. They won one libel suit and lost another libel suit, meaning a court found that some of the reporting or some of the press or whatever that came out against them was libelous, meaning basically harmful to them in a way that wasn't just, how do you define libel? Is it, is it when they know it's dishonest? It's a method of defamation expressed by print, writing, picture signs, effigies, or any communication embodied in physical form that is injurious to a person's reputation, exposes a person to public hatred, contempt, or ridicule, or injures a person in his or her business profession. Oh, so basically what happened to me last year. Okay, just just so we're clear. It doesn't even have to be false. Uh, It doesn't even set that out. So Mediapart won the suit against the developer by proving its good faith reporting practices. This means that the claims against Quantic Dreams reported by Mediapart and its reporting practices have now been verified in a court of law, which is a very bad look for a company trying to clear itself of allegations of wrongdoing. The court decided that Le Monde, on the other hand, had failed to meet the burden of proof, which French Union publication uh, argues was caused by their unwillingness to disclose anonymous sources to the court. Oh, so they they had anonymous sources, but then they wouldn't give those anonymous sources to the court, which means that's not good faith reporting. You could just be making all this crap up. Because an official oversight committee, or in this case, a court, is like, tell us who these people are, and they're like, no. That, that calls into question the validity of those sources. MRI guy with two months. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hope you and the family are doing well. I'm going to say this again, that people are blinded by nostalgia for Star Wars games. Battlefield 2 Classic is so much worse than the base Battlefield 2 EA. Uh, the game played smoother, micros were a problem, but the earn rate for the cards was in line with the earn rate of the extra powers. I say this as someone who has 5,000 hours in Battlefield 2 Classic. Um, public accusations that we're all just supposed to believe. 
Well, see, and this is what the press is supposed to do. The press is supposed to corroborate claims, and if they are credible, then you report. Like, if six of us all went anonymously to the press right now, and we were like, this company, we used to work for, you know, such and such company, and in this warehouse, we were being beaten with bamboo sticks every day, and we all went to the press and made these claims, right? Now, the press has a responsibility to make sure those claims are credible. We could just be disgruntled employees that want to hurt the business. We could be 100% lying, okay? So, in the age of these claims against developers, or in my case, an individual person, people go past the press because the press is going to be like listen we're only going to report on this if we can corroborate claims and that they have credibility and substance if they're vague nondescript or contradictory we're not running with the story we weren't going to torch a person's career or damage a business because that would be considered libelous if we don't in good faith reporting make sure that these claims are credible and not just a bunch of made-up crap. Because anybody could do that. You and all of your friends could quit working at a company and just go to the press and be like, well, we want to be protected and have anonymity and just make up a bunch of bogus stories. The press has a responsibility, and this is why people bypass the press. They'll just go to Twitter, because then what happens is Twitter creates the firestorm and a false narrative, and then the press simply states... This is this was all claimed publicly and then the press gets an out. They don't have to check the credibility of the claims. They're merely reporting on, "Oh, these things were said on Twitter." Do you see how like sinister and disgusting that is? So you can basically completely ruin a person's life and the press can report on it and they don't have to check the credibility of the claims at all. They they they're not they're not saying, "Oh, these people came to us with these claims." They're basically just quoting Twitter. Now, in this certain situation, there were two different organizations. There was Mediapart and then Le Monde, and they both reported on these claims. And the reason that Mediapart was absolved of claims of libel is because they did they did good faith reporting practices, and Le Monde did not because they would not turn over their anonymous sources to the court. If your anonymous sources can't be handed over to the court then that would call into question the, 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 the validity of those anonymous sources. Here we go. Establishing truth in French libel cases can be notoriously difficult. You have to prove not only that what you're saying is true, but that you had all of the relevant evidence at the time of publication. All the burden falls upon the defendant. In refusing to disclose its sources to the court, Le Monde may have been unable to prove that the information was verifiably sourced, even if it was true. This is all to say that practicing basic journalistic ethics could have resulted in the publication being found guilty of libel. This is not that uncommon. Relying on anonymous sourcing, despite the ability to break incredibly important stories, such as the misconduct of Quantic Dream, has its risks, and vulnerability to libel suits can be one of them. It is, however, important to put this loss into context. The allegations against Quantic Dream have not been proven untrue. Le Mans seemingly lost as a matter of procedure. In fact, Mediapart's successful defense only lends credence to the allegations against Quantic Dream. 
Additionally, the French courts are built on the law as written, not on precedence, as in the U.S. and the U.K. In the United States, higher court rulings set the standard for future proceedings, which is not the case in France. Instead, judges act almost solely on the letter of the law. This doesn't mean precedent has zero influence on later rulings, but this is its effect is far more limited. This loss, thankfully, does not lay the legal groundwork for future harassment of journalists, although it may embolden other corporations to file libel suits. So, I'm curious about something. How do you protect, then, against weaponizing journalists and journalist outlets as a form of defamation? Right? That's my question. How do you protect against that? What methods are in place? If a bunch of ex-employees want to make up a bunch of stories and they all get together and make sure and corroborate the details beforehand, how does that journalist outlet know they're receiving the truth? I'm not saying that that's what people did, but wouldn't that be incredibly easy to do? And if you're then protected by an anonymity who's going to come after you quantic dream executives cry and ask if they can lie during a recent defamation case yeah you have to prove intent for defamation so the way defamation was explained to me you have to prove they lied You have to prove they knew they were lying, and you have to prove that they lied with intent to harm. Which, that's where discovery comes into. You have to, like, comb over their their emails and DMs to establish intention and knowledge of falsehood. Like, yeah, let's all say these things. It'll really hurt the company's stock prices. If those DMs and emails came to light, you would say... This was libelous, this was defamation with intent to harm, and then you'd be able to sue for damages. It'd be a slam dunk. The problem is, is that the only way you get to that point is through discovery, and discovery is ridiculously expensive because it takes thousands of hours to do. It's not cheap. They have to offer some form of proof. So if they just go to them with a bunch of stories and no proof, then how... I don't understand. The journalists just run with the story? Like, if five ex-employees come to you and you're a journalist, and they're like, yeah, we were made to work weekends, and if we got behind on our projects, we were beaten with bamboo sticks, right? That's not all defamation, but for someone like you, a public personality, that's pretty accurate. Right. Let's say a developer. They're not really a public person, but they're a, you know, they're an entity that operates in the public and sells items and promotes them and markets them. So if I say, hey, we worked with this developer and on the weekends they made us work overtime and they yelled at us and threatened us. And if we fell behind, I was beaten with bamboo sticks. Okay. And if I get four or five other people to corroborate and say, yeah, we worked there, it was pretty terrible, it really hurt. If we have zero proof, if we have zero proof, just claims, how does, how does, that, how does that news outlet, how does that journalist know that, we're, that that's worthy of reporting? What, what credibility checks do they have? Other than just asking 
and then getting multiple people saying the very very same thing like or I'm sorry very very similar things show me the scars well right but then I would say no that that's my right to my, my right to like medical privacy I, I went to the doctor but I'm not going to show you that That would certainly be the question. Can you provide us proof they did this? Did you do you do you have do you have pictures of the scars? Do you have video? Do you have audio? Do you have emails? Right? Don't they get out of it by saying it was claimed and it was alleged? Right, that's essentially how the news outlets get away with it. They would be like, we had five former employees of this company come to us and they alleged and they claimed that staff was beat with bamboo sticks um, if they didn't, if they fell behind on projects. You know. That journalist and that and that news outlet is free and in the clear because they're like, we're just reporting what was told to us. You're mistaking real journalism and integrity for whatever the games media likes to pretend it is. Well, yeah, that would be my question. In this regard, with the Quantic Dreams thing, these people go to the press and say all these things. What what method of, of, of credibility checks do, 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 do does the journalist have to go through? Because none of us worked at a company, so none of us know if it's true or not. These could be disgruntled employees. That's what I'm saying. There's no way to know. Like, look at the precedent we're setting. Look how easy it is to weaponize journalistic outlets. Yeah, I worked at that company. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. And you get you and your five friends who used to work there just to say a bunch of crap. You say it anonymously. No one knows whether it's true or not. And then that company's publicly damaged and loses, loses you know, stock value, share value, all that. Most publications will say something along the lines of we reported on what was true at the time. Yeah, but that's not even this. At that point, it's up to the reader and the hearer to think critically and notice the alleged verbiage and to not jump to conclusions. But people don't do that anymore. Right, the immediacy of the damage is the problem. Independent French Union um, Solidaire Informatique I don't know how I'm saying that right reports that co-CEO David Cage and 
uh, Guem de Fodemer, whatever, both exhibited strange behavior during their testimonies. Cage allegedly cried on the stand, stomping his feet, screaming about interferences to his business and damage to his honor, and eventually storming out of the courtroom altogether. Near the end of his own testimony, De Fondemier reportedly looked at the judges and asked, but I'm not under oath, so I can lie, before claiming Quantic Dream was seriously damaged by the stories about its toxic work environment. They say that De Fondemier didn't provide proof of these damages. That is just insane. Over 600 images that were photoshopped featuring employees with their heads on the really, really bad historical, um, you know, Germans morbidly obese people and a variety of adult image like triple x rated images they're all real and you can view them online they leaked it and it's gr- oh okay so there was actual proof of that stuff got leaked gee many christmas I really don't know how all these media outlets are actually confirming anything. Every article is always the same. Well, in this case, there is proof. There's 600 images. I'd be curious who was the source of those images, though. You get back pain post stream? Uh uh. No, I have a good chair and I sit up straight. See? Allegedly doesn't cover you. You're still pouring it, purporting it to be fact. Failing to investigate further beyond statements from people is negligent. To prove prima facie uh, defamation, a plaintiff must show four things. A false statement purporting to be fact. A publication or communication of that statement to a third person. Fault amount to at least negligence and damages of some harm caused to the person or entity who is the subject of the statement. So that's why my lawyer said I had a case when I lost the channel because we got the we got the the piece of the puzzle that we were still missing a concrete example of loss but we didn't have the money to do it When I lost the channel, he was like, I think you should sue. He was like, you should sue. You have a case now. And it was like, okay, well, I don't know where I'm going to get the money to do that. (laughs) I don't have it. So he went from saying, these cases are incredibly hard to, to win. It's federal. It's really expensive to saying, oh, wow, you have a case. You should sue. And I said, okay, well, I'll consult my, my financials. I don't think I have the money for that. And we ultimately decided not to.
In a statement, the general manager acknowledged the existence of the photos by stating that most of the images were sent only to the individuals photoshopped, but many other employees came forward to describe huge email lists, the images stored on the network drive, and some offices even hanging the pictures in their workplace walls. Why on earth would they be doing that? That just seems, that doesn't just seem bad, it seems bizarre. Remember when I told you that Battlefield 2042 was the full game during the beta three months later proved my point? I don't think you would have gotten disagreement from me on that, homie. I've made countless videos saying that when you play a beta, you're basically playing the full video game. Like, go watch my coverage of the Battlefield 2042 beta. I literally say that. I'm like, a lot of people are excusing or dismissing the problems by saying, oh, it's a beta, and I I pushed back on that in those videos, and I said... I I even think I had an outline point called the truth about betas and I said the truth about betas is by and large by the time a beta hits the public it's the authentic article it's the game that you're most likely going to be playing when it comes out with a few bugs that might get stamped out but other than that it's, it's the genuine article I just don't understand why that type of behavior would be having like maybe because we're in the maybe because we're in the West and I grew up and and had jobs in corporate Western America, right? So when I hear stories about dudes making remarks or jokes that they shouldn't or you know flirting too much to the point that it becomes aggressive or you know being handsy. Okay, I saw that. I really saw that. I can't imagine working at a company with 600 images on a drive hanging the images in 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 view of the public of those types of things. That just seems that seems bizarre. One seems more commonplace like it's common in high school, it's common in locker rooms, it's common at low level employee levels. If you like when I worked in a factory, it was very common. Um and then as you get up into upper management, it just takes different forms. But I don't think I've ever seen a company like doing like printing off those types of images and putting them around the office. It's bizarre. It's awful, but it's also bizarre. It's like, why why are people doing that? So I'm going to say it. The friends are notoriously not kind to other people of like certain races especially against really it's not surprising I mean I didn't realize that was a cultural thing what's for lunch today a ham from Christmas What have I missed? We've been talking about the Star Wars Eclipse update. Uh, internal challenges with the game when it first came out. Engine challenges. Um, and now staffing and public challenges. Why is Elden Ring trending on Twitter? Info from an upcoming Edge magazine about Elden Ring. Miyazaki says he won't play Elden Ring since it's a game he made himself. It won't be a fresh experience. 
Elden Ring has talismans instead because finger rings exist in the game and they're part of the story. Elden Ring will have a lot of exploration. Is there any other reason why Elden Ring is trending on Twitter? Might be something that we need to cover for Friday. make sweeping generalizations about an entire group of people being this that's helpful he said they're notoriously this I mean he's not saying all I don't know trending because I posted a vid about it. <laughs> hey, off to a strong start. Okay. Valiant says, yeah, I was eating so I couldn't type, but yeah. You don't, are, So wait, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on, everybody. Let's just settle the frick down. Don't, don't we say and notice cultural trends like that in, I don't know, America? We've not, you, you've never heard people talk about how like the South, that's a trend. The South could be, maybe notorious isn't the right world, word, but there's a trend. There's a historical bent to the South in America. Does that mean everybody down there is that? No. There's a history. Possible big Elden Ring news Thursday. Edge Magazine's dropping an issue dedicated to the game on the 30th. Oh, that'll be so good for Friday morning. French people are better, not all better. Very judgmental for anyone not French. They feel they are better and more sophisticated. Right, if there's a cultural trend in France for anything not French to be disliked, I don't know. Let's not hand wave. I'm not hand waving. I was reading a statement in in the Discord. There are a lot of countries that don't like people from certain people groups. It's most of these other first world countries as a whole, some less in the know, would be surprised by. It's not a cultural thing. It's not a cultural melting pot out there, and they don't want it in most places. Yeah, like, at that point, I'd ask you to prove it. I would have to do a study of France. I'd have to do a study, uh, because I'm not the one who said it, but if I was trying to falsify the claim... I would have to do a study of France and their business practices, upper C-suite, um, mid-level working class. Um, I have to study it kind of historically and say, you know, if, if, if America is more of a blend of, uh, and, and, and a growing, a growing blend, where does French, where, where does French culture, where, where does France land on that? Because someone's saying that the, uh, the hijab's been outlawed for 10 years. There's a specific targeting 
of, uh, of Muslim culture in France. It's been that way for a long time. So I think that would be one piece of you know evidence to say there may be particular um, leanings there that are anti or against certain groups and persons or customs. That would give credence to somebody saying, yeah, you know, traditionally speaking, anything not French is sort of seen as inferior and is then sort of pushed against, right? We see this in America, do we not? Like, is it that hard to find pockets of America where people are like, if it's not um, um, if it's not America, if it's not America, then it's sort of disliked, D- right? This is not uncommon. Are we going to try to claim that like threads of tribalism don't exist in these countries? It exists in America just as much as it probably exists in France in different forms and in different ways. And for that to fletch itself out at a development company with offensive pictures and the mistreatment of certain persons, I don't think anybody would be surprised. We'd say, yeah, well, I mean, that, that that's, that's something that exists over there sometimes. There are people that think that way. There are people that uh, ascribe to that belief set, right? My girlfriend's Moroccan French, and she has been on the receiving end of it for a long time. I also went to France with her, and I had to keep my composure. Okay, so, you know, now we got, so we have, you know, some actual concrete objective, you know, law, and then we got anecdotal with Manny. I don't know. I, I think we're putting, we're, we're putting some feathers on the bird here, you know, like, this bird might fly to, to say that, there could be a trend over there of being uh, anti non you know french tradition or french culture that's not surprising that's that's probably pretty common in a lot of places like go to some go to some culture you've never been before and try to inject like an american culture custom business restaurant and see how well it does you know what i mean see how well it does it might not do well. Why? Because that culture might be very antagonistic and anti-Western or American culture. That that's that's not going to be uncommon. It happens here. If you go into the right town and on the right street, you try and open up a restaurant that is a culture. It's culturally derived from somewhere else. It's going to struggle. Why? Well, that where you're going ain't receive. They're not. They're not open to that. Well, but then you go to cities that are more of a melting pot. You go to New York City. And there, and any type of food you want, you're gonna find it. You're gonna find it. Why? Well, because it is far more blended than other parts of the country. I tried tipping at a brew house in Munich, and the waiter brought back my credit card and told me not to tip. Huh? Huh? Wow. Let's do some French bashing. No one is bashing. Like you have to understand. Like it is okay to talk about trends. I'm not bashing America. I live here and can own the fact that there are pockets of America that are so pro-America, they're anti-anything else. There have got to be, don't even try and tell me this isn't true, there are pockets or places or or general winds of thought in France that are so pro-French, they're anti-anything else. That's not bashing. That's human nature. What are you talking about? Tribalism's woven into us. We gather in groups, and we feel good in the group, and safe in the group, and anything not in the group is perceived as a threat. 
That's 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 survival instinct 101, and that's been downloaded into us so long that we still do it. We're pushing against instinct to try to be non-tribalistic. Like that's that's anti-instinctual. We're stronger and safer in a group. It's easier to identify the group if we all dress the same and do the same things. So anything not part of that group visually is going to be immediately like, whoa, friend or foe, right? Statement wasn't pockets. It was French people. Okay, we could go back and parse one sentence. I feel like we've left the sentence behind. And to summarize everything I've been saying is French bashing is disingenuous at best and it's intellectually dishonest at worst i mean i don't I, the, the 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 guy in chat's name is similar to the name of the guy that's a part of quantic dream so i'm going to assume he's he's french i'm not bashing i was simply saying okay maybe it was stated in a very sweeping and reductionist way okay well, let's reject the reductionism and let's speak in the specifics or let's speak in more we can this sounds like a, a an oxymoron let's speak in more nuanced generalities like be more nuanced in that there are likely yeah people in positions of power at french companies that are pretty anti people persons and things that aren't french like that's not surprising that isn't that happens here like it happens everywhere so sure the original statement was was you know i don't know Eugene says, I would say that Americans are notoriously that too. I think the problem is that notorious as a word, I don't know if that's the right word to be using. Um, Wouldn't it be expressing of trends? Famous or well-known, typically of some bad quality. So we are famous or well-known for being that, for, for being that word. I don't know if that's true. That might not be the right word. You could say that 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 the country of America has a history and a uh, cultural trend of that of that being persistent and present. But to say it's notorious, we're not famous for that, are we? Are we famous for that? I try to own our faults and our flaws, but I also try not to overstate them. I think when you wake up to the fact that we're not as exceptional as maybe we were told, you know, it can be a little alarming and then we maybe overstate the faults of our of our of our forebearers and our current countrymen. I think we can overstate those things by own trying to own the fact that like maybe we're not as exceptional as we thought we were, right? Like <laughs> the great speech from that show that uh, from newsroom where he's like freedom, freedom and freedom and the guy's like, well, "You know what other countries have freedom?" and he lists like all these different countries. And it's like you know, there's other places in the world that are actually pretty great, and that can be a little alarming if you've been told something opposite, you know, your entire life. What are we talking about? The topic uh, it faces were photoshopped on ignorant pictures were hung up in the office. The following is that these people are notorious for this, which is was unrelated. Alarian, let's put the shoe on another foot. If it became known that, oh, I don't know, there was a developer that was uh, overlooking and being nasty to women and minorities. And somebody said, well, America's kind of known for that, aren't they? What would you say? Historically, yeah, (laughs) we're not that impressive, are we? (laughs) 
<laughs> Historically speaking, we're not that impressive with how we treat women and minorities, are we? We're not very good. We look great right now. We got a lot of chronological snobbery going on. Rewind the clock 100 years. We're not that impressive. So would it be surprising in 2021 to pull back the veil on an American company and be like, I can't believe it. This company's nasty to women and minorities. What are you talking about? Have you been asleep for the past 100 years? Did you just derive today on your chronological snobbery horse? In other words, we've arrived as some great, valiant, virtuous country? No, you would say the seedbed was planted in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s for all of that. And it's still here today. Those And, and those trends aren't going to go away quickly. And that's one of the biggest problems with the current cultural criticism is that everybody wants anything to be now. And it's like, oh, these take years to fix. Decades even, right? And so... If we, if we turn and look at the statement that was made, if there is, and I don't know if there is, so I'm speaking conditionally here, if there is a propensity and a trend there for that to exist, then my shock and horror is purely rooted in ignorance. I'm like, why would they be doing that with those pictures? That sounds so bizarre. And somebody's like, not really. <laughs> no, it's, it's, there's a lot of people over there that think and act that way. Of course that was going on. There's there's some nasty folks over there. It's not meant to disparage the entire country. That's not why the person said it. It was meant to say, you just aren't aware of this, Lono. Th- th- this is the thing over there. This is the problem. I didn't know the hijab was illegal, that you couldn't wear one over there. I didn't know that. That's news to me. It's 2021. I was this many years old when I learned that, like, if you are a practicing Muslim, you can't wear that in France. I didn't know that. That that seems archaic, doesn't it? Like we're we we think we're so arrived over here in the West. We think, well, that's my gosh, that just seems so archaic, right? This place is horrible. This place is horrible. This place is horrible. Right. That so we're we're gonna are we gonna have a uh, which country is worse Olympics? Like are we gonna is that what we're gonna do? <laughs> Like, are we are we gonna run to Stalin and Mao and Pol Pot anytime we feel like our our exceptionalism gets its like feathers ruffled? Well, we're not as bad as the worst. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There are parents in jail for some of the most heinous things you've ever heard of. But that what does that get me out of any criticism if I'm being a bad parent? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're being a really bad dad. You're not encouraging your kids, and you're being cutting and cold and withholding of affection. Yeah, well, there's worse parents in jail, aren't there? Like, that doesn't add to the conversation, like, at all. Like, you can find the worst examples in human history of of uh, atrocities and how the public is treated. That doesn't have a frick of a lick of difference. And if you're going to try to criticize, criticize where we are right now and where we were and how we're drinking the from the well that is still got poison in it to a certain degree. You know what I mean? You're talking modern day? Sure. Yes, Dan, you know, you've probably been watching some Peterson. I, I do think that the troubles in the West are grossly overstated. And when you compare the living conditions and the opportunities to virtually every other country in the world, yeah, yeah yes, this is a great time to live. Sure. Better 
historically than probably any other time ever. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we're not still reaping the benefit, the, the 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 missteps uh, and the mistakes of people in the past. Now, that doesn't mean that we get to sit here and act like, well, everything they did was terrible. That's the other, again, that that chronological snobbery, like. George Washington can't be a good leader because of, you know, things that we've now... Oh, he's bad because this one thing, right? And so, yes, yes. However, we weren't talking about that. We were talking about... You're, you're going off in another direction. We were talking about... If you were to pull back the veil on some of these companies in America and we're finding that upper C-suite level employees and HR were being nasty and horrible to women and minorities, that's not shocking given our country's history, right? Unless you're just this naive cartoon character that thinks everything's roses, you're going to see those reports and go, yeah, that tracks. This is America. That tracks. No one's like, huh, I cannot believe that this was happening at a country, at a company in our country. No, everyone's like, well, that tracks. We have a history of that here. We haven't shooken all the cobwebs out, right? You still got old ways of thinking and old folks in positions that, that are thinking along the old ways, okay? Because we were talking about this thing that happened at this French company and somebody made a sweeping statement that, well, yeah, they're notoriously known for this sort of thing and everybody got very upset about, you know, a a hand wave against France. So I said, okay, no more hand waving. Let's be nuanced, but also very general. And in the general, you can say that lots of countries to this day still suffer from geo-ethnocentric ideas geocentric being like the world only exists here's ethnocentric being that like our ethnicity is the center and the best and those ethno geocentric ideals met themselves out in different expressions it can come out in something as simple as you presuming a person is poor or dangerous just by their appearance it could be even worse in the way that you treat somebody in the office with grotesque nasty photoshopped pictures do you see so that was the conversation we were having. My gosh, we've been getting into such heavy sledding both this morning and now. I love it. <laughs> These discussions, I think, are so interesting. We're talking about leadership acting like fools and then rationalizing it. Oh, that group are known. No, 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 Alarian. No, you are completely misunderstanding the point that Eugene was making if you think he was trying to rationalize it like, oh, they're, they're just like that and removing responsibility. That is just an egregious misrepresentation of what he was saying. I was saying, this is shocking. This is bizarre. And he was saying, not really. And that's why I created the analogy. If you found... A big giant company was being mistreating its women and its its minority employees, and you said, This is so shocking and bizarre. Someone would say, What do, do you live in America? Have you been here before? Did you take a history class in school? This is something that we kind of have a history of, and we haven't gotten rid of it yet. So when he said what he said, he was being like, Yeah, that's kind of a thing over there. 
He's not saying, yeah, the whole country, every person, man, they're born raised, born bred in it. They all, they're all nasty and terrible. That's not what he was saying. He was pushing back on my shock and horror and being like, it's not surprising at all, actually. That doesn't take away its sadness and its wretchedness. He's just simply saying, this isn't shocking. If I misunderstood that, I apologize. That's how I took it. And my chat's response similarly was it too. Well, we're quick to... <laughs> you know what's funny is we were quick to be like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because we... we I think sometimes, especially as Americans, we feel that we're, we, we get labeled like that all of the time, right? We get labeled like that all the time, like mislabeled. So we're maybe a little bit sensitive. As a French dude living in France, I tell you, it is bizarre. So let, let me ask you something. I wish I knew how to phonetically say your name, so forgive me. Guillaume, I'm not going to try. I'm going to call you Gil. It's not a matter of disrespect. If you want to give me the phonetics of your of your name, I will make an I will make an attempt because I even have Korean friends that I'm I'm like having them teach me how to say their names because they go by like like easier versions. And I'm like, no, I want to know your actual name. So there's no disrespect in me calling you Gil, but just so you know that I'm talking to you. So Gil, living in France, you there's no history there of dislike of of uh Guillaume Guillaume or Giam no Guillaume I bet you it's Guillaume there's no history of that there there's no history of overweight persons or minorities or Muslims being there's no tension there you're, you're saying there isn't a tension between you know indigenous born French persons and those who maybe immigrate into the country and are Muslim or immigrate into the country and are obese. There's no tension there. You're, 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 you're going to, that's what you're, that's what you're attempting to say. So th- this is bizarre that these persons were targeted for these reasons. That's that is that your position? I'm, I'm curious. I guarantee people see that it's happening at a French company and they're shot because it's a French company. This paragon of freedom and inclusion and it's not. It's hard for someone in YouTube to respond to someone in Discord. Sure. It's Guillaume. I'm French-Canadian. Well, there you go. What is Star Wars Eclipse? Star Wars Eclipse is a new... It's rumored to be open-world action-adventure, and it's being made by Quantic Dream. We have gone well off the rails here. Uh, Claims made against the company indicating all kinds of things, and uh, we are kind of dealing with that right now, like talking through... um, what made the claims credible what kind of craziness was happening there is evidence of the claims there's like over 600 images of just nastiness at the company so if you're tuning in for Star Wars Eclipse updates uh, we read through the engine troubles the staffing problems, the public problems that's why the poll at the top of the chat is saying you know, should LucasArts hand Star Wars Eclipse to another developer because the public is calling for that due to the claims against the company
What do I think about the development of Dragon Age 4? I think anything touched by Bioware is is uh, is shaky right now at best. I think I think it's shaky at best. Like, given I, I didn't they have significant people leaving the project already, and I, there's been all kind of stuff that's come out that's made it made it I don't know seem concerning. Guillaume said the behavior in the office is bizarre. How do we keep getting off on this tangent about historical generalizations? We know how the world works. There are evil people in lots of places. Yeah, but there was also people saying that they went over there. Uh, I believe it was, was a Manny. Manny said he went to France with his French Moroccan girlfriend and faced all kind of nastiness. So, I, you know what I mean? Who did Fall in Order? I forget who the developer was. Mark Dara left, I think. He retired. He went from Anthem to Dragon Age 4. I thought they lost more than Mark Dara. I thought there were bigger losses than that. Oh, that's right. Respawn. Respawn did fall in order. Duh. That's one of our darlings. Why do people want a different dev for Eclipse? So the current developer, Harry, is uh, Quantic Dream Paris, and they worked on uh, Detroit Become Human. They currently have a staffing problem. They have 60 open positions. I guess they had a lot of people leave. And they have been in the press for all sorts of nasty misconduct. Their CEOs apparently acted very bizarre when they had to go to hearings about it. Um, Another company being sort of exposed for toxic and abusive environments. And so people are saying boycott it. LucasArts should hand the game over to somebody else is what people are saying. Oh, they also lost Casey Hudson, who was the Mass Effect director and developed Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. I think you're visiting its luck of the draw. Sure, sure. Maybe people in more rural areas, the more traditional ways of life and historical influences throughout are more potent than in the metro- uh, metropolitan areas. The acceptability uh, people have is different re- uh, regionally. In rural Canada, we face similar challenges. It's a challenge that is shared across uh, our globalizing world. Right. Any dev that needs people should just set up a booth in the Ubisoft parking lot, catching people on the way out. Yeah, Ubisoft dealing with their own, uh, their own stuff for sure. I know they have controversy, but I don't know. They make amazing games, so well, there's there's this other element of it, uh, Harry. That I'm this I'm more concerned about this because I'm more concerned generally with maximizing damage because there's usually plenty of people still at the company right now that don't want the game to fail and don't want us to boycott because they're innocent and didn't do anything wrong. Usually there's more innocent parties than guilty parties in these situations. You know, you have you know, a company of 600 people you know, there's usually 25 to 50 that are really nasty you know, probably 10 that are villainous and then everybody else is innocent for the most part. And so I'm never in favor of maximizing the damage because it's like, well let's play the odds here like what are you actually achieving? But the other concern is, is with the engine. So according 
to rumor the engine itself is built for cinematic stories and its architecture is designed for confined levels and limited amount of NPCs and Eclipse is setting its sights on being an open world action oriented game and they're struggling in pre-production with the engine itself which is why they're 18 months in and they didn't even have simulated gameplay to show us so there could be potential challenges there as well Yeah, it looks like Bioware is hiring. Um, I honestly don't know. Uh, I don't think anyone has the tools for solving that problem. What problem is that? I think it was inappropriate there. Also, oh, okay, you guys are talking about historical stepping in or not stepping in, intervention versus non-intervention. Um, yeah, yeah, isolationism taken to its full extent. Just to play devil's advocate, if companies are getting boycott, which hurts the larger workforce, do you think you can contribute to these types of cultures being challenged more moving forward? This is tough. (coughs) This is tough. Because here's generally how I look at it. Unfortunately, and I believe... This is not to get out an axe and start chopping at the bungee tree, but I think bungee perpetuated uh, the problem with using IGN to spin and misrepresent what happened at their company. And I'm going to make my point in a way that's not like wailing on bungee. So generally speaking, as if we use bungee as a test case, the bad actors have been amicably to a degree and peacefully to a degree removed. And they have been protected by non-disparaging agreements. Some of them have pursued work elsewhere and are are making perfectly great money and they're continuing on. So, if right now we got, you know, the gruesome details, because Bungie didn't let us have the gruesome details, they used IGN as a, uh, I, I think, a, a spin PR machine. Most of what they put in the, in, in the article was false. I can give you one example. From an ex-employee at Bungie that reached out to me, they were not pressured to sign non-disparaging agreements. They were forced to. Okay, so that's spin. That's a misrepresentation. There's a difference between me pressuring you to do something and me forcing you to do something. And the difference is gigantic. Okay? (laughs) The chasm of difference between pressuring and forcing is enormous. Right? If I told you I've been really putting a lot of pressure on my daughter to play play soccer I've been really pressuring her okay that's not the same sentence at all as saying I, I forced her to play soccer they're very different realities one could be you know very tyrannical and awful and the other could just be an overzealous parent so in this scenario that's an example and I believe in that in that is situation they're perpetuating this why because they're showing that bad actors can get away with it and victims just get money and they're told to be quiet and they're scared of retaliation so if that's just one example then you have to look at all these other examples like look at what's happening with Blizzard Activision right? do you think anybody's going to want to speak up after what happened with Blizzard Activision 
entire projects and departments are at risk entire projects and departments are in jeopardy why because people spoke up so negative reinforcement is the primary thing that we're seeing are we not don't speak up we force you to sign a paper don't speak up you could be retaliated against don't speak up you're going to throw the entire company into upheaval and into disarray and potential uh you know downsizing you, you don't speak up look at the pain that we all are enduring so that's the problem if you take this current equation that we're dealing with and you add into public boycotting and public uh, public dismemberment of like we're not going to support, we're not going to buy, hashtag this, hashtag that well then, you're now magnifying the damage, and guess who is completely unaffected by any of it right guess who's completely unaffected the people that did all the bad stuff so all we're doing is we're wailing on the people who are left behind to pick up the pieces who are undoubtedly probably either staying quiet or have been paid to be quiet or are scared into staying quiet and then we're just sitting here wailing on the people left behind you know it would be like seeing a single mother doing every everything she can to give her kids a good life and it's so hard and she's she's a victim and her husband was just a tyrant and he's gone now, right? They came and escorted him from from the home, and he moved on with his life. And he, you know, he's he's off living his life, and he he gets to live carefree now. He doesn't have to worry about this these family responsibilities and accountability and responsibility. Like he's a real bastard, right? And so he's off living his life, and then you come in and say. Why would we ever support you? Look at how awful your family is. Look at how mistreated your children are. Look at how tattered their clothing is. Look at how look at how awful you are. You're you're swinging at the wrong person, right? You're you're swinging at the person who's trying to put things back together. Well, these companies, I worry that that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. The company gets drugged through the public and it's embarrassing and it's awful and the bad actors have either snuck out the back door or they retire with a fat severance package and then we all want to feel good so we're like, well, let's hurt the company more and not buy and boycott and hashtag. And the people, the people at the company that are like trying to put things back together again are like, we didn't do anything. We're trying to, we're trying to fix this. This isn't our fault. We're putting the, the we're putting the Humpty Dumpty back together again. In this analogy, you would need to know he was gone and that there's a restraining order to prevent his return. Sure, and in these scenarios, Valiant, at least according to the Bungie article, these gentlemen or women were asked to leave and then given assurances that like we'll get everybody to sign NDAs. We'll get everybody to like we, nobody can badmouth you, don't worry. Get the frick out of here. Why? Well, that's self-interest. Bungie wants the bad guys gone, and they want the company to be protected from scandal, and they want the victim to shut their mouth. Who makes out in that situation? Who, who benefits the most? There is a hierarchy of benefit in that scenario. There is. Bungie makes out the best because they avoid the scandal and the pain and the public scrutiny, and then the guy that was bad... 
The guy that was bad makes out next best because he gets to leave with zero, almost zero consequence. Well, he loses his job. Yeah, well, it's deserved. He's getting out pretty unscathed. And then the victim gets money to what? You rub dollar bills in your heart wounds and in your soul wounds? That's where you lose me? Doing it all in secret makes it hard to believe? Well, Bungie's a different scenario, isn't it? Bungie's a different scenario. Activision Blizzard is actually being formally investigated, which you would hope if the state's involved, they are appropriately rooting out the bad actors. So if you want to boycott Bungie because you don't feel like you got the full extent of the story and you feel like the company itself is corrupt in how they handled it, by all means, you could make a really strong case for it. Go watch my coverage of it on this channel and you could probably make a pretty strong argument that you shouldn't give Bungie your money because they have not done right by the victims okay now you look at Blizzard Activision if Blizzard Activision comes out on the other side of this and the state of California has rooted out the disease and sliced it out and got rid of it and these people are gone you're wailing on a body that's trying to recover and why you just we're not going to support boom we're not going to support uh, uh um frick diablo 4 we're going to boycott diablo 4 you guys are corrupt the people that did all the stuff are gone right they're gone they either took a severance package before the stupid investigation started or or they've been forced out they've got their they've got their justice their consequences or whatever. So the people left behind putting together, putting putting Humpty Dumpty back together again, we need Diablo 4 to launch, or we need Overwatch 2 to launch, and boycotting those games, I don't think achieves anything. I think you gotta handle it on a case-by-case basis. You do. I think you do. This situation with Quantic Dream, this is complex, because the guys that, that were seemingly like, wanting to cover this up or minimize it, or they didn't want the public to see it, as far as we know, they're still there. The one guy was like, am I allowed to lie? Like, a CEO asking that. What the frick are you talking about? What do you mean are you allowed to lie? So you'd have to decide, well, should we support this project or not? I end up, again, breaking it down. I feel bad for all the people at Quantic Dream that are still working on this stupid game, and you got these dum-dums up in high-level positions, and they're like, we didn't do anything. I'm just making lightsabers, man. I'm just trying to pay my stinking bills. I don't. I didn't have anything to do with this crap, right? This is when you would need the publisher to come in and initiate a restructure. Get rid of the CEOs, get rid of the people in HR or people on the C-suite level that are that are that are the problems and get new people in those positions. Why? For the sake of the body. You got to cut off the 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 frostbitten diseased finger to save the hand. Or in this case, you may, you know, who knows, cut off the hand to save the arm, which saves the body from just over, just infection. I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer. I'm just always cautious against this idea of like, what's well, whale on the company as they try to put themselves back together again. Now the villains are out of the building. In Bungie's case, still, I still don't know where I land on it. I have a strong disdain for that company and good reason to. Creature sent me a screenshot recently of like, like what, six days before they were like, well, we don't work with him anymore. Six days before that happened, you know, DMG's 
talking to me on Twitter and gifting subs to my account. Like, I have perfectly good reasons to dislike that company, but I'm still looking at it thinking, there has to be more people at the company that are good than bad, and they don't deserve me or anybody wailing on the company and not supporting their projects because, you know, a handful of bad actors have been uh, removed in a way that benefits Bungie. You could look at it in a big picture and be like, well, if Bungie gets these guys to exit and they minimize the damage, that protects lots of jobs, protects the company, protects the projects, keeps those people paid and and held insurance, and they're able to continue being an engineer at one of the biggest developers in the world, so maybe the, the good outweighs the bad. I don't know. Zubair says, quick sociological lesson. Groups can have mechanical solidarity or organic solidarity. In a group with mechanical solidarity, like the Amish, the group is defined by commonality. People dress the same, believe the same, act the same. Being different is bad. Everyone needs to follow the norms. Everyone in the group is interchangeable. In a group with organic solidarity, like the US, the group is defined by its decision to be a group. People dress differently, believe differently, act differently. Being different is the norm, and everyone has some space to be an individual. Everyone in the group is distinct and not interchangeable. When analyzing a group's reaction to the other, it is a good baseline to start with this understanding. The Amish are going to react far differently to the blue-haired punk moving in next door than the typical American will. Mechanical solidarity is far more common. Most groups and cultures are based on sameness. This organic solidarity idea is pretty radical, uh, in the historical context. Well, that's really helpful. Kodak is still in the building. Right. Does Vader look cross-eyed? It's just the reflections, yeah. Biggest issues with the CEO, they may have insulated that they may not have known what is happening. No excuses for it, but seeing how removed a CEO is, it can be dumb. I have a hard time believing a CEO wouldn't know about that kind of nonsense happening at the company. How on earth do you keep 600, 600 pictures in a network drive? How do you keep that hidden from the CEO? Kodak won't be removed until the shareholders are satisfied that it has all been exposed and they can safely install a new CEO who has no connection to the previous scandals. That might be the the, 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 the right take. I don't know. Five spot from Vexner. The Video Games Award are meant to be a celebration of video games. Instead, we get a spot on these people, a lecture on what it's like to be black, and we forego awards for ads. Did you really just spend five dollars to say that? Do you do you think I'm on your team? What gave you that inclination? So you thought it was a problem that Facebook Gaming paid money to advertise the fact that they have trans persons on their platform you thought that was a problem you thought it was a problem that somebody I forget which platform might have been Facebook gaming they promoted the fact that they had uh, a podcast about discussing what it's like to be a black person in America well maybe not in America but just in the social space right now content creation 
um, and everything else. And forego forego the awards the awards for ads. So you you think you think a, a big production like that where they're flying in people like Reggie from Nintendo and Phil Spencer from Microsoft and it's in this giant place with the the highest grade studio production set design lighting and camera work uh you, you and they and they have a spot they have an actual spot with uh you know Carrie Ann Moss and uh and Keanu Reeves with the Matrix you think all of that they just were supposed to do that for for cha- for you out of charity they were like you know what Vexner 3 he just can't be bothered with you know persons and people that don't look like him and you know we really want to make sure that there are no advertisements that get in the way from this you know media addled brain that is so hungry for stimuli that anything that disrupts it is seen as offensive so we'll just foot the bill for all of this and you know we won't we won't take any money from advertisers we'll just do all of this for free because, you know, the, the target audience is so Neanderthalic, you know, caveman small-brained that anything that doesn't look and smell like them or appear like them, anything, it doesn't matter, then, then that's going to be offensive to them. So we better change the entire production of the Video Game Awards. Like, we, we really know our audience. You know what's funny? You know what's funny about this is like gamers want to be respected, right? What was it last year? The guy was like F the Oscars or whatever. Funny guy won an award this year for uh, It Takes Two, right? Gamers want to be respected and and look at how juvenile we can be. Look at how juvenile we can be. We They put together a, a, a production at the level of the Oscars. And, and because there were some advertisements and just the absolute horror that it must have been for you to experience seeing, I don't know, a trans persons and some black folks, like that was just so hard for you to endure. I don't, I, maybe you had to go into therapy um, that that's just so upsetting. Like, how can, how can you expect gamers to be taken serious when you have like the posture of like an ignorant five-year-old who just can't fathom a world beyond their backyard. Like, I don't understand. How did you expect a production like that to be paid for? What 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 did you expect them to pay for it with? What? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. And a couple of commercials that show people that don't that aren't within your like circumference of what you think's like. I don't know culturally acceptable i don't understand you tip me five dollars to let me wail on you for five minutes you haven't even responded must be that hard to type sentences together if you if you think this i guess ignorantly i find most people who are offended by trans people are offended uh by their bravery not their life choices yeah we talked about that like i forget when that was it's like their courage is unsettling to you you see this in like small ways, right? Like dudes don't want to admit like that they like listening to a song by, you know, Taylor Swift or something or, 
you know, they don't want to admit that, you know, Harry Styles is good looking. Why? Well, you know, they, they, you don't have the courage and the bravery to just say what you feel or think because you're so shackled to like the perceived notion of what masculinity is supposed to be that anything that breaks from such a silly, narrow, juvenile G.I. Joe play in the mud version that like you're going to be scared to let people know that like you like the color pink or something. So like when you see somebody just out there brazenly being like, this is who I am. I think makeup's dope and I like wearing dresses. You're like, man, if only I had the courage to tell all my guys at poker night that I enjoy Taylor Swift's new album. Like, you're just so shackled and you're held in a prison of fake. You know what's worse than woke is the culture of, like, fake, of whatever this is, of, like, oh, I have to be this thing, and and anything that's not like that is, is like, insulting. I don't know. I do, but in the sense of, like, wow, that guy pulls, hello, almost like props. Well, sure. Yeah, that's totally fine. You're in a special, you are in a special category of confidence if you can willingly admit like, you know, a dude's good looking or something. So many guys are like so hesitant to say stuff like that. It's like, why? Well, because it's been ingrained to you to be afraid of like being perceived as, as like, oh, well, does that mean you're what? You know what I'm saying? Like you're scared of, you're so scared of judgment that you're 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 living in accordance to some unwritten rule book that you don't even know who wrote it you know what i mean people make fun of religious folks but at least they know what book they're obeying you're obeying some unwritten stupid masculinity thing that's so fragile and so easily rattled that like the slightest thing you know what is this woke stuff what do you mean woke stuff there was there were commercials about people that stream on their platforms That's my response to your $5 tip. What's wrong with telling a homie he looks good today? I, that's what I've been telling my guy friends when they look nice. Because, you know, girls do it all the time. Oh, you look so cute. Or blah, blah, blah. Your hair looks great. I'm, I'm, I'm capturing that land for us. We should be able to say that. If you're digging your homie's outfit, tell him. There's nothing wrong with that. Game Awards, 85 million. Oscars, 9.2 million. Why is the Oscar viewership dropping and Games Awards so successful? I, I don't know. Gaming is gaming's probably the fastest growing medium, you know, ever. $5 from Vechner. At the end, it's about games, not about virtue signaling. I'm not saying no ads or sponsors, straw man. You've characterized me as a monster. I'm not characterized you as a monster. They, you, what do you mean you're not saying no ads or sponsors? The, the ad saturation was perfectly in line with production costs. Do you think they're just putting up ads because they like ads? You have to understand that when you're putting together a production like that, they don't like ads. What, you think like Jeff Keeley is like, you know what my favorite thing is? Is advertisements. No. He wants to put on a just an absolute kick butt production. So ad saturation is dictated by cost. You said that there were... there. To, you said, what, let's let's read what you said, since we're going to act like you didn't say it. You said that it's meant to be a celebration of video games. Instead, we got a spot on trans people, a lecture on what it is to be black. It's not a lecture. You want to talk about characterizing something as being a monster. You're characterizing an advertisement about a podcast that's about 
the experience of black persons as a lecture. It was a lecture? Who lectured you? I didn't see a lecture. Do you know what a lecture is? Go watch a two-hour lecture on, like, you know, economic structures in the global world. That's a lecture, not like a 60-second ad spot in, in, in an award show. And you said, forego awards for ads. You characterize the awards show as that they foregoed and didn't do the awards for ads as if the advertisement saturation was so high it supplanted the awards your words not mine and to call it virtue signaling they they paid for the ads what do you mean somebody paid for the ads and thought you know what we want to show people that in an age in an age where if you go to virtually any Thank you for the five spots, Fen. Thank you for the five spot poop sack. I appreciate it. I feel like I owe you a five spot for checking the last step apart and a five spot for Sven. Listen, 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 listen. This is a chance for education. This is a chance for me to educate you. Okay? Uh, Vexner. All right. I'm done. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm done, uh, you know, posturing and entertaining. Let's have an actual conversation. And in age where... That I just I just did a video on this. It's going to hit today in about an hour about why YouTube should go after XQC. And you're going to notice a serious, serious, noticeable trend about the top 10 streamers on the Purple platform. Guess what? They're all dudes, okay? Surprising literally no one, okay? It's not a big deal. But in an age where that's the trend, what if a company wants to come out and say, hey, on our platform, we have... XYZ types of people streaming. Why? Because the assumption is people that look like this are already there. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, nobody's being mean about it. They're just saying, hey, we 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 have we have uh, this podcast about this. You know? Imagine getting this upset if they were like hey we got a podcast about Italian food and this guy in New York is gonna bring you into his restaurant his dad is an actual immigrant they use original recipes would anybody be like I can't believe they didn't have podcasts about all the other food that you can eat in America no you wouldn't say that why well because you don't have a predisposition to stiff arm that. You would think, oh, cool, a podcast about Italian food. Right? A podcast about Italian food. Cool. They got Italian accents and they seem like they're ripped right out of a movie. Oh, man. And when the uncle comes on, he's hilarious. Right? He's so funny. So you you see a podcast about uh, like a certain like, oh, well, this is this is a podcast about, you know, I don't even remember the name of the podcast, but it's a podcast about a certain group of people and their experiences. And like, that's somehow woke, right? That's woke. That's offensive. Find me one Italian that would be offended by me doing a goofy accent to make my point. You won't find one. You can be offended for them, I guess. That's the new American way. My argument goes both ways. How does it go both ways? If a company decides we're going to go spend money, we're going to go spend money and we're, we want to talk about this podcast or these these people that are on our platform, who the frick cares? Why do you care about that? It's not woke. It's not virtue signaling. Now, if you want to talk about 
you know, during certain times of the month, like changing your avatar and doing certain hashtags, because they know they can farm that for impression clicks and it's pretty disingenuous. Sure. But Game Awards, globally viewed, globally watched, Facebook Gaming goes out and says, we have, uh, we, you know, we have trans persons on our platform. You understand that the Game Awards was watched globally, right? This isn't this isn't in the same category as like quietly changing your avatar on Twitter in in the Western markets or like as as you know Techno put it in the, in the chat like you know uh, they're they're French they're Brazilian and they're I forget the other one what's that New Zealand but the Russian and the Middle East and the other one they didn't change any of their avatars sure because it wouldn't play over there well the the, the video game awards reviewed global globally. They knew these ads were going to roll. It wasn't like ad placement, like regional ad placement. It was literally baked into the broadcast. It was just baked into the broadcast. Have you seen the movie Don't Look Up? No, uh uh-uh. So I think there's a giant difference between disingenuous like avatar changing and like hashtagging on Twitter. I find that to be in a different category than just making a an, a literal video ad to be like, "Yo, we <laughs> we got we got folks on our platform that are in this uh, in this demographic or this group." There's nothing wrong with that. Like, here's the problem. And this is where we lose our effectiveness to critique something, okay? The overuse of a word dulls its usage, right? The overuse of a word dulls its usage, right? Oh, you are Italian. You're not offended. Probably would have been funnier if I specified that. Right. I didn't do the, the family guy bookity-bop, you know, bookity-boppity thing. Peter, <laughs> you, you can't just speak Italian. You know, whatever. Um. So, the overuse of a word, it dulls, it dulls its use. It dulls its potency. The problem is right now, there is a sense or I think you can use a colloquialism to describe a group and a movement and a thought as woke culture, right? Woke culture being, you know, very much driven by sort of cancel culture and brute forcing diversity and not engaging with diversity of thought, but creating like, you know, the safe space culture at higher learning facilities and not allowing certain persons to come to the, you know, to speak because they don't celebrate diversity of thought. Diversity of thought is antithetical to the idea that, like, they've established what safe spaces are. And, and diversity of thought is like a threat and an insult to these brittle, very brittle spirits that have been too coddled and too protected their entire lives, okay? That is a thing. And it's more effective to use it when it's appropriate. But the problem is, is during the Game Awards, apparently they're not supposed to talk about any of those things or have any advertisements, even a whiff of, like, diversity. Of, like, hey, Facebook Gaming wanted to promote the fact that they have pretty prominent, uh, you know, streamers on their platform that are trans. That's not being woke. That's not virtue signaling. They're like, yeah, here. So when the Purple Platform during uh, Black History Month are featuring... 
I think they called it streamers of color. I had somebody telling me that that's like an offensive term to use the other day. And I was like, no. No. That's like one of the generally... That's like a, an accepted, you know, term these days. Like, they're like, you should look up this other term. And I was like, they're very different. <laughs> anyway. So, during, uh, during Black History Month, they did, uh, they featured, I think they called it streamers of color. And they would feature them and put them in tweets and put them on the front page. And, you know, I lost count of how many just, you know, Jimmy's rustled angry dudes there were at them doing that. Like, I don't think there's anything woke about that. That's just saying, oh, during this month, no different than like donating to like a mental health charity during like whatever it is, what month it is, like mental health awareness or whatever. Um, I think we have to draw a line between saying like, okay, this is very clearly just a disingenuous like virtue grab, like impression farm. And this is a company just being like, hey, like we've we've got folks here that, that stream and check them out. Or we've got this podcast, check them out. That's not the same as like diversity quotas. You have to be more nuanced than this. You're taking your own power away. If you actually think some of these things are bad, you're losing your voice if you call everything under the sun woke that isn't like absent of anything other than it's just got to be games. Well, I don't agree with the, the approach Bexner is taking. I can somewhat see where he's coming from. A lot of things discussed nowadays has created a fatigue on the subjects amongst a lot of people. Right. We talked about this in another video, like empathy fatigue. Like everything is so important. Everything is so big. Every, so it's like, how can you empathize with LGBT persons or persons of color or, or women in the workplace? How can you have empathy for them? It's like everything is so big and so terrible and so overblown that it's like you end up with empathy fatigue. You're like, I can't really have sympathy and empathy for everybody. Everybody's suffering. I'm suffering. I'm trying to make my way in the world, right? I, I, I'm not a part of some you know, tyranny that is making your life terrible. I, you know, I, you know, there are plenty of people right now that are like, man, I, I have to take two buses to get to work and I'm barely rubbing nickels together to, together to pay my bills. And, and you're talking as if what, who I am and what I look like is a part of some tyranny. It isn't. What do you mean? We're all trying to make our way. Sure. There's definitely fatigue, but these were advertisements. They were just ads. So many people got attention just for a certain race, like casting, uh, like casting just to show diversity. Right. We, I called this earlier, um, diversity dust. Like there's a difference between saying we're going to sprinkle diversity dust on our company and our game. So we all have all these tokens we can put out there. Like you're going to go make a press conference and you make sure there's like a bunch of women and minorities standing behind you. Why? Well, you want to look diverse. It's disingenuous. It's not real. It's like surface level diversity does. That's not the same as like working to make sure your company has equal opportunity within its systemic structure, right? There's a giant difference between saying we take this serious, this trend in the workforce it could be something that is completely 
unchangeable. It's just the way that it is. Like, what you're going to go to a hospital and say, well, we really need to make sure that the the quota of, you know, men to women in the nurses, we need to fix that. You're going to have a, you are going to have a heck of a time fixing that because that's just, that is, there, there are psychological reasons for that. There's like biological reasons for that. Like, there's trends within the field of psychology as to why you'll go into the average hospital and it's like 80, 20, 90, 10, most of the nurses are women. Are you going to go into the hospital and try and act like, well, we need equal outcome here, so we got to make sure? No, that would be terrible. You want good, like, qualified, interested, empathetic, compassionate nurses working for you, and you don't want to go in and disrupt that ecosystem with some sort of external diversity dust that you're going to sprinkle on the hospital. But if you go into a studio or a company or a AAA company, you say, listen, we're going to make sure that we don't have systems and structures here that systemically limit opportunity. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not woke or stupid or, you know, whatever. It's like, no, we're, we're seeking to make sure opportunity is there for all. There's nothing wrong with that. When you skip that step and you just go up here and say, like they did in that IGN article. Well, a certain percentage of our board and C-suite is women and underrepresented minorities. Why do you have these percentages ready? It sounds like they're just tokens for your company. That's different than saying, we've combed through our hiring process, payroll, raises, merit, like, merit assessment of people in certain positions to ensure that opportunity is not trending or limiting in any way toward certain people or persons that's completely different one is good and one is just disingenuous and it's just for the the virtue signal and the virtue and 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 the and the impression farm do you see the difference if you don't see the difference you're never going to get anywhere in these discussions dan says success in any venue should be decided by consumption not disparity of race or gender but in this in this scenario facebook gaming decided Think about it this way. If you wanted to market your, let's say you were uh, you were a streaming platform and you had a lot of people streaming on your platform that speak Spanish, right? And you had a whole advertisement being like, hey, Espanol, and you have all these guys coming on and all these gals coming on and they're speaking Spanish and they're saying, you know, they're saying, hola, blah, 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 and they're showing the games they play and they're laughing and having a good time because your goal is you say, listen, there's a market share there that we want. We've discovered that Spanish-speaking persons would consume this media and if you saw that and you got really angry and you're like, oh, this just feels like a virtue grab, it's marketing. They're, they're marketing to a demographic with the advertisement. Don't, don't you see that? There is a giant difference between tweeting a hashtag and changing your avatar to look woke or good and saying... We, we actually have streamers on our platform that speak Spanish, are trans. We have a podcast about being black. Like what they're targeting demographics with those advertisements. You're misfiring and misreading what it actually is. There's nothing wrong with it. The way I look at Vexter's comments are if we keep drawing attention to different groups, it doesn't make them more accepted by signaling singling out groups of people. It just isolates said group even more. 
you can do that to a degree. Yes, Ares Wolf, but I don't think that's what those advertisements did. You're explaining with nuance, but both sides of popular argument are bandwagon. You're literally fighting the New World advertising AI-led agenda with 20th century human logic. I don't. That doesn't even feel like a concise point. That feels like you tried to grab a bunch of like exaggeratory statements from somebody else's YouTube video, and it's an it's an it's New World advertising AI-led agenda. So, so you think that the advertising is led with the artificial intelligence is leading the charge here, and they're trying to do it? That's actually what they're doing, though, says Vexner. They do it every day. They push diversity over competency all the time in almost every major entertainment industry. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is a healthy debate to be had about about uh, equal opportunity, equal outcome, right? And why one is, is actually damaging long-term and unhelpful, and while the other is completely fine, right? And there are definitely yes. And this is exactly what I felt suspicious of in the Bungie article when Pete Parsons had percentages in his hand about women and underrepresented persons being in positions of power at the company. It's like, you're being pro-outcome, like equal outcome. Like, you went in and you moved a bunch of people around logistically so that you could claim all your C-suite and all your departments are quote-unquote diverse, right? That's that's equal outcome, and you're just doing that because it's surface level and it looks good. You're polishing the outside of the car, but you're not doing anything to the interior of the engine itself. The car might still run very poorly, but it looks really pretty on the outside. It's a surface level, superficial thing. It's not real, okay? So, this is one of the reasons why striving for equal outcome is so dangerous, because all you're doing is you're letting corrupt companies cheat. Because all they're going to do is give you what you want on the surface, and they don't have to fix anything internally. If you truly believe, right now, that these companies, and in this country, there exist systemic problems and things that require solution... Equal outcome isn't the solution because you're letting companies cheat. They don't have to do the hard work and go through their their systemic structures of pay and merit and like judging a, a person's merit and promotioning promoting from within. And they don't have to fix any of that crap. They can just jump to oh here you go yeah we uh we shuffled some personnel around and here you go equal outcome now leave us the frick alone. Equal opportunity is far harder to structure and rebuild and ensure that it's happening. It's much more difficult to do. And things that are difficult to do are usually worthy of being done. You're letting, this is going to be, I'm telling you, that's all these companies going to do. The Star Wars talk certainly got eclipsed, that's for sure. That's all these companies are going to do. They're just going to jump to the shortcut. Do you know how easy that is? You just shuffle some people around. You think that Parsons went to the IGN interview with percentages in hand he had them ready he had them ready yeah 
women and underrepresented communities this percentage this percentage this percentage this percentage all that is is equal outcome so that you leave them alone and think they're great and everything else can just continue going as it was so the only reason you're going to get a raise is when a percentage point drops in that department not because you have the merit and you fought and earned it how toxic will that be that's terrible Star Wars is at a base a political drama, so it's easy to jump off the tracks. <laughs> but you need that balance, because if I want to sell my product to a black woman, I wouldn't understand what she needs from it or how to market to her. Right, and you would do market research groups. They're, that's what they do. Like, So a lot of times, companies literally hire... One of my in-laws worked at one of these companies. The company literally did market research for other companies. So big company comes to you, let's say it's Kellogg's and Kellogg's is like, we want to market test this new cereal. And so they pay that market market company to do the research. Here's our target audience, you know, uh, you know, married women in this age demographic with, you know, 2.5 children. And so then what this marketing company does is it goes out and it casts this net and it tries to get, you know, married women in this age demographic with 2.5 children to come in and look at the box and look at the different boxes that they have, different mock-ups and taste the product or whatever. Okay. And so those companies do that. So yes, if you were trying to do that, a lot of the times you would tap on a marketing company to do all that research for you because the psychology behind like why one pe- one product does better than another, a lot of it's driven by it, it, it's it's branding, it's color usage, it's boxing, like where it's placed on the shelf, what stores you put it in, like it's going to do way way better in Walmart than Kroger or Meyer versus, you know, uh Publix. It won't be long before you have crisis recruitment firms that have a pool of emergency diversity staff so you can just pull in immediately to pretend like you're on top of the problem. Oh, I wouldn't be that wouldn't surprise me at all. It wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree. I don't disagree with Vector's point on that front, but what happened to the VGAs was not the same as what Parsons did. Right. Right. So this all this all got spun up. This whole debate got spun up by I believe if you are against the notion that like I, I can tell I, I can because I'm enjoying some of uh, Jordan Peterson's stuff, I think there are people right now kind of running out and wanting to you know wage war against whatever this 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 cultural woke thing is. And I think the problem becomes, I remember I read a really, really great book by a former surgeon and he talked about something that happens with surgeons. And he said he knew a guy like this in the medical field. He says a surgeon can develop what is called a surgeon's eye where every problem needs surgery and surgery is invasive. It leads to recovery. It it can be painful. It's risky depending on what kind of surgery it is, okay? And so he said the danger of being, you know, uh, a medical practitioner and having a uh, having a, a bent towards surgery is that you see everything under that lens. And I think one of the dangers right now is you're putting on your woke like your woke detection glasses and you're like woke, that's woke. Oh, that's woke. Oh, rainbow flag, woke. They like women, minorities, woke. Oh, that's woke too. 
like settle the frick down that's not helpful if you really think some of these thoughts and some of these movements are dangerous what you want to do is you want to attack them in the moment and what they're saying and what they're trying to espouse just getting out this rubber stamp and being like woke 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 and just slapping woke on everything you're not achieving anything all you're doing is establishing the tribe of the anti-woke where anything that promotes I don't know diversity inclusion or these are all good things by the way like diversity and inclusion these are great things these are noble efforts they're very challenging because of the way that human beings are wired but they're noble and you're just gonna label it all woke well that's not helpful it, it think about it like this uh, let's say you have two applicants for a job okay and you haven't seen them or interacted with them yet okay and they both have like statements at the beginning of their resume that talks about how they really feel like as a manager they would really help bring more diversity and inclusion to the company and you jump up into this spiral of oh gosh these people are just gonna come in here and try and bring woke culture okay but you read down further into their resume and one is incredibly qualified and has a degree in sociology or psychology and human behavior and and how to organize social groups so that they flourish and and work well together and you might start to think now wait a minute maybe this person really could be good for us well then you go read this other guy's resume and he's radical and he's he's picketing all the time and he's that you can sense just in the resume there's a wrathfulness to him you're like oh gosh this guy's gonna come in here and cause all kind of problems and he's gonna have an agenda that's what's so important when this happens is like the one guy is actually promoting good thing yeah diversity inclusion these are good it can lead to the health and the strength of the company right and if you go about it in the right way, it can be very healthy. This other guy is going to come in here. Well, he's going to come in here with a baseball bat, and he's going to he's going to browbeat the company in his way of thinking. And yet, they both say very similar things. Like this is so important. A company can have an advertisement during the game awards and be like, "Hey." We have trans persons on our platform. And you don't have to be like, stamp ready in hand. That's woke. Like, no. It's just a freaking ad. (laughs) It's just an advertisement. You know? Five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, creature. I'm I'm, I'm hoping. I'm really really hoping that 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 leads to what I think it is. That would be a great video for tomorrow. (laughs) I love our new format. (gasps) Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, look at his profile. Look at his profile. But no, it's still there. The, the link, the link to his purple is still there. But the main profile is, is, is Instagram and, uh, and YouTube. I wonder how recently that, that might've changed. It's pretty easy to see when they shove it in your face daily, like a whole article on the idea that like, say, Forza 5 gives you the option to be non-binary. But why is that a problem? You haven't established why that's a problem. There's a demographic. Think of it this way, Vexner. There's a demographic in the gaming community that either either 
either identifies as non-binary or thinks it's important for other folks to be able to select that option okay and they're like hey let's throw that in our game and let's let people know it's in our game what's the matter with that why is that a problem you have to establish why it's a problem When I saw the options, I said, wow, that's nice. And I picked male. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, it's like the whole, oh, you can pick a female lead in Assassin's Creed. Oh, cool. And then I keep playing. Do you know what I think? Do you know what has changed my empathy and sympathy about that in a significant way? Oh, that's pretty cool. Man, when my daughter's old enough to play games, that'd be awesome. Oh my gosh. Listen to this. Let me tell you something. This is just, this is the beauty. This is the beauty of child honesty. This is a great time to share this story. So we were, um, we were at dinner. We're sitting down to dinner and my wife indicated to our daughter, our daughter has a severe egg allergy. This is such a beautiful story. I shouldn't even share it. I should keep it to myself, but it's so good. I have to share it. It's too good to keep private. And so my, my wife had indicated that my daughter's cousin, my niece had recently tried eggs and she was fine. She was not allergic. And my daughter's initial reaction was elation. Oh, that's so good. Yay. She can have eggs because she knows what it is to have a severe egg allergy. And then a moment passed, just a moment passed, and she said, actually, I was half hoping she did have an egg allergy and half hoping that she didn't. She said, because if she did have an egg allergy, then she would be like me. But if she didn't, then she wouldn't have to. She said this. I swear to you, this is the phrase she used because she listens to audiobooks. She says, if she doesn't have it, then she doesn't have to live with the weight of an allergy. Now that, that is just such raw, brutal honesty. That's hu- that's so humane <laughs> to own the fact that like it would have been an element of comfort for me if she had an egg allergy. She'd be like me and that would be, there'd be something comforting about that. Something so simple at eight years old that if something is like me, if someone is like me, that's comforting and yet she has the decency and the compassion to also say I want to hold both realities in my hand like no to live under the weight of an allergy is so terrible at 8 years old she's got a deeper sense of thought about like empathy and understanding and and also balancing the selfishness in, in her own instincts with like the compassion in her own heart like what if I could friggin take that and put that in a bottle and make people drink it like I couldn't believe it I was like that is just that encapsulates so much of what we're talking about like yes yes it's comforting to to know there are other people out there like me and yet and yet you also like the idea of like well it's it's because in her case it would be like well it would be really hard for her to to live with this weight so she can see like empathetically and compassionately like I wouldn't want her to have to have an allergy and yet there's something deep within her that says if somebody is like me that's comforting so sure 
we we see this this draw for diversity and inclusion and it is it feels very otherly it's like oh that's that's so different and that you're forcing it or whatever and we feel threatened by it because to a certain extent like we've been the status quo for a while you know there's sociological reasons why you know the 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 so the top 10, you know, streamers on purple are guys, right? And I, I, I'm, I'm awaiting, I'm awaiting all of the, 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 the women decrying the platform for not doing enough. Cause you can just, I guess they think you can ham fist equal outcome on an organically viewed live stream platform that 90, 80 to 90% of its audience is like white males. Like, sure. You should expect that. The irony, like, if you look at the demographics of the people that consume YouTube and Purple, and if you're a woman and you feel like you're being slighted or not given opportunities or whatever, you should be mad at all of the women who don't come to the platform and support you because that's really the vacancy, that's the issue, that's the problem, is the demographic that would consume your content and support you, they're not coming here. Why? Well, there's probably 20 years of societal trends and norms that led to this right so there's a reason that when i was growing up and you went to the toy store the toy aisle that was geared towards little boys was trucks and swords and things right objects and you go to the aisle that is like for like the girls and it's baby dolls and puppies and you know things that you can be compassionate to and care for right there and and this is so important like i saw that you know that recent observation from like a peterson interview and he said from you know years and years of psychological studies women have a more a larger propensity to be interested in people and men have a larger propensity to be interested in things he said so that's why that you know the nursing field is overwhelmed with women and the engineering field is overwhelmed with men why because if you're going to be an engineer you have to have a natural interest in things and how they work because it's mechanical and it's cold right and if you're a woman you have a far greater likelihood of being interested in people and some of this is probably so when a baby is born you know right the 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 primary out in nature too and even in society the primary and direct caregivers right there and they have a natural propensity and bent towards people and caring for them this affects lots of things and so if you take that and you think of how toys were marketed at the dawn of video games video games were very thing oriented right they were being they were very thing oriented it was like you know like trucks and swords and uh i'm trying to think of all the other toys like guns and stuff like that these are things they're not baby dolls or you know, in, in Barbie dolls, you know, a, ba- a baby doll to carry and to care for and a Barbie doll to pretend. Why? Because they look like little people. And so all the market testing, you, you this idea that like, well, this was culturally derived and forced. No, it wasn't. They tested the toys in marketing tests and it was clear that little girls responded to dolls and little boys responded to trucks. Why? It's just part of our makeup. It doesn't mean that you don't let a little boy care for dolls. We're never, we've never been against that. It's good for a, a young boy to develop compassion and, and gentleness for a baby and to think of caring for another. Why that's so important to foster in a young mind, right? Sure, you don't keep kids from playing with these things, but certainly, certainly, there's a trend there, right? There's a trend there. 
And if you think of what that did at the dawn of video games in the home to now, it created a cultural and sociological trend of young boys being interested in video games and less, not none, but less women being interested in video games. Is this a problem? No, but it's created a trend. And it's a trend that so many women in streaming are bucking up against and acting as if, well, it's the platform's fault. The platform should be making this more even across the board. The platform can't change the last 30 years of video game trends, both from who buy the games, who play the games, who enjoy reviewing the games, making YouTube videos about the games. They can't change that. So naturally speaking, who is going to come to YouTube and Purple to consume gaming content? Who? Dudes. You can't change that. It's, it's happened. You can't. Now, if the platform was making it to where there weren't opportunities for everybody, then you could make an argument. But you're not even dealing with the fundamentals of, like, sociological trends that happened 30 years ago that led to now. You're not even dealing with that. If you just look at the platform and say, yeah, of course the top 10 guys are dudes. The platform didn't do that. The audience did. (laughs) The audience did. Men watch other men play sports, play games, ETC. Women watch baking and home care stuff. It's just a natural development. People, uh, purple is still mostly gaming. Right. There are just general trends. That doesn't mean women don't enjoy sports or that men don't enjoy baking shows. But the trends are undeniable. The trends are undeniable. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you can't watch or play sports or that you can only be interested in these things. But it's like, no, there's just going to be a general trend that that's where you're going to land. It's good for a boy to grow into a man. Is that still how it works? Well, it depends. Nobody's forcing that. Opportunity or quality of outcome of that opportunity? I'm not sure what you're asking. I'm not seeing it phrased that way. But also there is this narrative that if you don't agree with the ways of life, then it's bad. female gamers by genre from Quantic Foundry um percentage of gamers in each genre that are female so if you look here MOBA and first person shooter they're they're 10% or less tactical shooter 4% those make up the largest portion of the viewership on that platform MOBAs first person shooters and tactical shooters so the percentages of, of, of women that play those games is incredibly low. Be, that makes sense, right? It's like that they don't play them. They, whatever reason, they don't appeal to them. They don't like them, whatever. So there's all this, there's all this, you know, hullabaloo about like, oh, you know, women in esports or whatever. And it's like, you have to understand something. That, 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 that environment is, is surely got its own toxic trends and nastiness. But I got news for you. If there were any breakout players right now that based on merit could hold their own and take a role and a contract on a team and they were a woman, they would be signed already. Some of them I think have been signed. Why? Because that's actually incredibly rare. You're going to act like so many of these esports orgs are like, yeah, well, there's plenty of perfectly qualified gifted just as strong but we don't want them that would no they don't they want to win they want to win what are you talking about i don't buy that for a minute yes 
possibly at the lower levels in the scrimmages and the discord servers that crop up there's nastiness there's toxicity there's dudes that are like oh there's a girl in the lobby and they say a bunch of generic just stupid cliche said a million times crap yes but at the organization level they're not gonna skip over somebody if they're good they're good they want to win I don't buy that. I've not, and especially when you look at the when you look at this report that that you know females make up ten percent of mobas, seven percent of first person shooters, and like four percent of tactical shooters. The odds are just insanely stacked against having a breakout player that's good enough to join an organization when you make up less than ten percent of the people playing. Uh, both of my daughters are gamers. Someone tells me they shouldn't. They're likely to tell that person to go and ignore them. Yeah, my both my kids play games. Both my kids play games. But if you go back to the 80s and 90s at the dawn of gaming when it was spreading and more and more people were wanting to, you know, buy a system for their home, that it was very clear back then. It was marketed to and largely landed with little boy, young boys, young men. It just it just is the case. Now, my sister grew up in a gamer home and played video games with us, and she was good. She was really good at Mario Kart. She likes to go to people's homes and or, or, or gatherings, and if they're playing Mario Kart, she'll whoop all of them. Why? Well, because she she grew up as the as the youngest, and and she had to hold her own. Now, if she grew up in a home of all girls, that might not have happened. Right? They would have they wouldn't have been interested in a gaming system. She had friends back then, and we had cousins back then that didn't have gaming systems in the home. Why? They were young girls. They didn't care. That wasn't what that wasn't what they were interested in. That doesn't mean that there weren't girl gamers back then, but the propensity and the trend was pretty common. That like no, most boys and young boys wanted a gaming system, and most girls just didn't. And that's why you have a trend in viewership and a trend in success, because. It's far more nuanced than just like, oh, well, these platforms are just, you know, they're, 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 they're this or they're that. They only want men to be successful. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you have any idea if Purple or YouTube could harness a good, strong female viewership demographic? Do you think that they wouldn't do it? You're kidding yourself. These platforms would kill for that viewership demographic if they could get it. My gosh, they don't get them. They don't. L- 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 look at YouTube's viewership demographics globally. Look at look at look at uh, maybe not globally. It might change when you get into the Asian market. Just in the Western market, look at the viewership trends uh, for Purple and YouTube in these markets. If they could capture that, especially for gaming. Gaming is the most important aspect of this. Gaming viewership. If they could capture a large, big, giant... If they could equal female viewership to male viewership, they would do it. Oh my gosh, there'd be so much money in it. Because they're largely not watching. Some other important numbers skewing the data. Star Wars The Old Republic has almost double the sci-fi MMO genre average of uh, female. 29 versus 16. Assassin's Creed is noticeably higher. 27 verse 14. Dragon Age Inquisition is also much higher. 48 verses 26. 
23% of World of Warcraft gamers are women. This is substantially lower than the group average of 36. The most non-binary gender gamers were uh, Atmospheric Exploration, Family, Farm Sim, Casual Puzzle, and Sandbox. It's called a Game Boy, for goodness sakes. Good point, Snow. (laughs) Good point. Well, I think the dilemma, Sven, is you're letting like one or two people saying silly things and you're, I I do think you're being a tad hyperbolic. You're you're acting as if chat's being overwhelmed with hate. I I don't agree. I think there's one or two people who have said some ignorant things and I think that's, that's easy to weather if you, if you see it as, 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 as small uh or or inconsequential um oh my gosh uh i i did this just happen <laughs> tom Tom Henderson tweeted at me. He said, good stream. I couldn't type in chat because of sub mode, but I watch a decent amount. Uh, is this real life? <laughs> okay. Thanks for watching, Tom. I appreciate it. That's crazy. We, we he, He's one of the people that um, a lot of what I based my video today off of from the gamer article uh, was largely based off of stuff they pulled from him. For their article so he must have I don't know for whatever reason he must be keeping his eyes open for Star Wars Eclipse coverage and uh, threw me some love on Twitter and said hey I watched the stream that's 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 a uh, who is that guy um, th- he is the lead Twitter account for like leaks about stuff he is a freelance writer for a variety of places VGC IGN uh, real gaming Intel and he's handled uh, a lot of the big, big leaks that have come out. And I'm fairly certain... I should have cited him. Sorry about that, Tom. Uh, I, I, I should have cited him because I believe the Gamer article cited him. I, I try in my coverage not to get too much oriented around like reading things. But today I had to do a lot of reading. Uh... So I didn't get a chance to read the section. I think it was in the beginning of their article where they said, you know, much of this came from Tom uh, Henderson. Now, they did say some of this should be taken with a grain of salt because, again, these are these are rumors and leaks. However, everything we know about, you know, Quantic Dream and the engine they use for Detroit become human, it makes perfectly good sense that if it is true they're trying to build an open world action adventure game, that's going to be pretty challenging. So I would say... um we saw this with the with Frostbite and Anthem. You have an engine that you have like a propensity to and you you know you want to use it or whatever. And it might not be the greatest choice for whatever game you're trying to build. So when I saw that, like it feels like sometimes leaks are sometimes leaks are easier to believe because of the fact that they just feel like they sort of land in the conventional wisdom of the day. Like, well, yeah, if you have an engine made for this and then you try to make a make this game with it, uh, that's going to be uh, an issue. Um, uh, I got to join your stream. Okay, he says, no worries about citing. Okay. 
He's fanboying. It's a thing. I don't get shoutouts. I I am I am a I'm a bit of a pariah, so we don't you don't really get shoutouts. <laughs> uh, he must have saw the tweet. He must have saw the tweet. Like which the, I I use the hashtag or whatever. So um, we we decide we decide to cover. So basically, what we're doing on this channel. If I don't know how many of you are new today, or maybe you've not been here frequently. So what we do is we do uh, talk shows Monday through Friday about gaming news. I am safe for work, so a lot of people throw me on in the background like video game radio. This morning we opened the day uh, by covering. What did we cover? I've already forgotten. Lost Ark. Lost Ark's got big updates coming in 2022. And then last Friday, we had our From Friday. So we covered Elden Ring, the release date info about the install size, and then we went and played more Sekiro because From Fridays are dedicated to From Software. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about tomorrow, but generally each day, we try to cover, you know, gaming news. And today, I picked two topics that I felt like were good. They weren't like front burner hot stories because there's not much going on right now. We'll probably be, um, we'll probably be a little dry this week. I don't know if a lot of these companies are going to have big news or breaking stories uh, leading into the end of the year. Now, January should be pretty strong with news. Number one, because. February is just jam-packed, so I'm anticipating a lot of marketing and reveals. Apparently, we might get a really good um, Elden Ring article this week on Thursday, which is perfectly timed, because Friday morning is generally when we've been covering Elden Ring. Uh, So, that should be really, really uh, awesome and uh, helpful. Um, uh, So, let's see here. Shenanigans is hard uh, to be Hollywood when you're in KY someplace. Yeah, yeah, I am in Kentucky. That makes it tough. <laughs> um, according to the PlayStation database, Ragnarok is coming September 30th. Maybe it's just a placeholder. I predicted that God of War Ragnarok would not land within the same with the, within the same video game year as. Um, as Horizon Forbidden West, so as not to cannibalize it, it I might be getting proven wrong. Uh, I might be getting proven wrong there. Um, because, I and again, I don't necessarily know if PlayStation cares too much about the Game Awards, but I would think it'd be really good to have a nice lead PlayStation title each year at the Game Awards. It's a pretty good marketing funnel with you know almost 90 million viewers or whatever, or views or however much it hit. So you would say, oh, hey, let's let's let Horizon Forbidden West be one of the front runner action adventure games, and then we'll we'll kick you know God of War Ragnarok out on uh, November the twentieth or something, and then that lets God of War Ragnarok land in twenty twenty two, but then it's not competing against Horizon Forbidden West. It would get kicked to the next year. It's looking like I might be being if if that placeholder is a, is a is at least a soft date, then there is a tentative plan for God of War Ragnarok to land on September the thirtieth, which would. which would put it in the same uh, Game Awards contention as the same calendar year as Horizon Forbidden West. So, anyone know why Control is popping off? Is it one of the free games on Epic uh, Creature? They were doing their 12 days of gaming or whatever, so um, I thought that was maybe why. Um, Yeah. Sony dropped three games a year. At times, it was free. Yeah, that might be why. Control is such a wonderful game. I, I would. They're 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 talking about what was the recent announce? It was either a leak or an announcement. They talked about maybe doing like a multiplayer or something. I was like, oh gosh, just do a sequel. 
It was free yesterday and Prey was the day before. Okay. If you guys didn't see it, SkillUp gave Prey a glow... Prey, I'm sorry. Prey Moon... God, Moonstruck? That's the freaking movie with Cher and Nicolas Cage. What's it called? Is it Moonstruck? Prey, Prey Moon something. He gave it a lot of praise when he... Mooncrash, not Moonstruck. I'm an idiot. Prey Mooncrash. Gemini. Yeah, Prey did a DLC based off of Cher's movie. Anyways, the... <laughs> Uh, Prey Mooncrash got a lot of praise from SkillUp when he talked about how he really did not think Deathloop was that great of a game. It's actually a very, very good review. I was one of the few people just absolutely shouting that Deathloop did not deserve the the review coverage that it got. Um, you know, I just it didn't it just didn't seem. It did not seem like that good of a game. I thought SkillUp did a very good job breaking down why it was not good at all the levels of what it set out to do. It wasn't just him being like, I don't like it. It was like, here's all the things it set out to do. It set out to be an action game. It set out to be a time-based game. And I thought he did a very good job showing why it failed in those categories. And then he had nothing but good things to say about Prey uh, Mooncrash. So, yeah. <clears throat> the share DLC is fine it's having to pay extra for the outfit if I could turn back time video that angered people <laughs> that is it that is so it. it's like guys the, the share DLC was fine really it was having to pay extra for the outfit from the if I could turn back time video that was what really angered people <laughs> I liked Deathloop for what it was but I agree people overrated it I didn't see a single piece of that game being worthy of a 9 or a 10. I was just like, I don't get it. I really, really don't. Great movie, just saying. It really was. It really was. It was a good movie. Um, it, it, it was It was, It was. was good. Um, yeah, I, did, I didn't get it. I didn't get Deathloop, though. It didn't make any sense to me, so... Glad to see you in chat, though, Snow. Good to see you. Good to see you hanging out. Uh, hope everything's well. Take my money for the share skin. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> see the trailer for the new Nicolas Cage movie where he plays himself? No, I've not seen the trailer. I have not. I've not seen the trailer. Um... Can I get a Korean version of Control asking for a friend? Why do you, why would you need a Korean version of Control? Oh, you want the character to look like something out of Lost Ark? Oh, better skins. <laughs> I thought Control, I thought she looked cool. Like she looked very like just like a like a just like a normal person showing up for some office job. It was so unsettling that she shows up for this job and then things just start to get crazy and it, you know people are like you know the one I don't know man the one guy like he like puts that weird gun to his head. It was weird, dude. It was super super weird. Um, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hang on 
Okay. Moon crash. Well, somebody's somebody's behind. <laughs> Drifter body pillow, just like randomly in chat. Uh, moon crash. <laughs> I was like, I was like five minutes ago. That's my favorite. I love stream delay. Control has extra outfits you can unlock. Super entertaining. There were a handful of outfits. I don't remember how many I unlocked myself. I can't remember. Um, somebody's on dial-up. Right, right, right. Let me let me check one last time to see if we can redirect to this. No. Eventually, we're going to be able to redirect to these premieres that I send you to. Um, so if you guys are unaware, we have a larger channel with like 47,000 subs. And every day around three o'clock, we send somebody, we send you guys over there. Um, so that's going to be happening. Uh, that's going to be happening very soon. I miss y'all and things are here and there, but life goes on and looking forward to change. Okay. Well, I hope things are going well for you. Um, and whatever change comes your way, um, you know, we're, uh, we're here for you, Snow. Don't go live. Watch Lono at two times speed. Yeah, that works. That works. <laughs> uh, with the success of Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett re- uh, releasing this week, when do you think we get a Mandalorian game? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. Because you got to think, like, the production and the approval process for Mandalorian was going on when some of these games that we're, we're talking about we're also getting approved so it would have to be it would be way way out in the distance because you'd have to have somebody pitching the idea right now there was that leak but wasn't it confirmed to be fake that mandalorian game and it was just some guy who like he made a mod for battlefront and then he had somebody record it with a cell phone to like make it look like it was some leaked game or whatever i don't know i prefer lono at two times real lono talks too slowly (laughs) I don't know if I've ever been accused of talking too slowly. I've been accused of a lot of things in my life, but I've never been accused of talking too slowly. That's for sure. Um, that is that is that is that is for sure. Um, never because it would be expensive. It's possible. Yeah. They want to avoid anything where they have to get, like, the voice actors and stuff. I think that would be the biggest problem. Like, if you tried to do a Mandalorian game, if you didn't have the right voice actors, it wouldn't it wouldn't go over very well, you know? Um, pause for a sec. My bad. Uh, the PC has amazing mods out for control. Yeah, there you go. There she's in a good outfit. That's always nice when you can like customize your uh, customize your character. Mm. Drunk Lono at quarter speed. Yeah, if you put anybody on slower speeds, they sound super drunk. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I remember when we were doing that with Fortnite clips, and I was like, I got your man. <laughs> that was a funny one. That was a funny one. Like, I, I, I got their guy, and I was, like, hiding behind the wall, and I could see him coming toward me, and I was like, I got your man. It was fun. 
That was back when that game was simpler. They were simpler times. Simpler times in uh, in Fortnite, for sure. For sure. Mm-mm. Mando doesn't have to remove the mask. It'll be easy to find an adequate voice actor. Maybe. There's probably people that can do a good impersonation, so you might be right, Robert Jones. You might be right. It might be, it might be pretty easy. Uh, I don't know why I used your full name, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> it was like I was talking to a. It was like an official. It was like a band's name, Robert Jones. Uh, in a thousand years, if we're still around, we'll be checking the box. It says human anyway, so it's all good. Oh, are you guys still talking about all that stuff? I don't know. Um, still going. All right. Meant to say easier, not easy. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Easier, sure. I get what you mean. Easier to find an adequate voice actor. Right, right, right. Imagine Lono playing Fortnite now. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I just don't have the patience for it. It it, it got so weird. It just got so weird. Shenanigans is moon crash. <laughs> I said something to Snow, and her response was super delayed, too. I'm like, man, what is going on? Super... Super delayed stuff going on. Is there an emoji for search emojis? No. Is there like a chat bubble? I was looking for a green chat bubble. No, they're not. You can't change. Can you change the color of these chat bubbles? No. I was trying to find a green chat bubble the other day. And I can't find one. Play Apex uh, instead, like a civilized human being. <laughs> I don't dislike Apex. It's just like I played to get the feel of it and got a couple of kills, and they were like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, you uh, you're ready for the big leagues." And I was like, "This is terrible." Are there any new emoji slots? No, no. We're about. I think we're like twenty five something away from uh, from another emoji slot. So, uh, let's see. Is this one? It's 60 seconds. Let me give you guys the link of where we're heading. I got a great video about why YouTube needs to sign XQC. All right. YouTube needs to sign XQC. This is based on a variety of things. He's the top streamer for 2021. You're going to be really surprised at how far away the top 10 streamers are from him. I break it down in the video. I also talk about one of his recent admissions about how much money he makes and where it all comes from. Very interesting. Also in light of Amaranth's potential departure from the platform. She's the top watch female streamer. Click that link in chat. There's over 200 of you here, right? There's over 200 of you here. There's 200 some odd folks here. So click that link in chat. Right, we did 230 something people here. XQC, YouTube needs to grab him. Oh, you're here, Snow. Okay, yeah, I was looking for a green. I was looking for a, a green chat, like chat bubble. Um, I don't have one to use for like. We were thinking of, you know, I was thinking of an emoji. You know, it made me. It made me think. It made me think of, um, like a like a like a little like the one they use for like Google Chat or whatever. I was like, oh, we could use one of those for gaming maybe or something. But anyway. I was looking for one because there's just like they just use the white one here and then like the white one on the iPhone. So, okay, 
Click the link in chat or the pinned message at the top, and I'll see you guys over there for the premiere of why YouTube needs to grab XQC, and then I'll see you guys tomorrow for more gaming news here. All right, peace.